0: Before we get into today's episode, I do have to give you guys a fair warning. During the recording, something happened to my mic. The audio, uh, for whatever reason, wasn't picking up the uh, direct feed. And so it was recording my voice off of Marco's uh, side of the mic. And so I am going to sound like I am in a tunnel, in the shower while underwater wearing a Bane mask for most of the episode. It's actually not that bad, but it's extremely noticeable. Growing pains, we'll get better, we promise. Let's get to the show. We know,
1: we know, we know we talk too much. So relax, we're just going to talk about something quick and easy and simple this time around. Like a deep dive into the state of Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo's consoles. What? Okay, fine. Fine. We'll sweeten the pot by shitting on Best Buy, professing our oily man love for Phil Spencer, and updating you on Pablo's taste in games and how it's actually improved since the last episode. Deal? Okay, deal. You fucking pricks. It's cooldown time. Oh, and Pablo, don't you dare put that weird echo, weird on, echo this. on this. this.
0: If you're listening to this, you've made it to the best part of your day because this is the second episode ever of the Cool Down Time Podcast. None like it, singular as existence and bountiful in content to feed your prodigious video game podcast appetite. I am your host, Pablo, and with me today as always, Marco.
1: What's up? What's up? It's we are done. we're in the brand new studio, the stew. The we're
0: stew. actually
1: we're actually just in my, my dining room table, but no, it's you're, fine. You're killing the illusion. Man. It's cozy in here though, it's cozy. You look comfortable. You look comfortable. You got your beer. You look good over there. You know what I'm saying? To that yourself, sir. All right. Yeah. You, you got to put a shirt on though? Yeah. You got to do that? <laughs> I'm about off the beer. Okay. So I don't know where to go from there at all. Um, no. Uh, welcome to the show, you guys. Glad to have you uh, with us once again. Or if this is your first time checking us out, um, we apologize in advance. You, you're probably going to lose... Uh, About two and a half hours of your time, but it's cool. It's cool. Um, uh, Welcome back, though. Uh, We have a lot of ground to cover, a lot of great content to go over with you guys. We're going to be getting into our loadouts, uh, which, as you might recall, is just kind of us going through um, everything that you might have missed about what we've been up to since you last heard from us, uh, gaming and and non-gaming related. Uh, We're going to get into our booty juice, as usual, and we got a lot of juice for you today. It's going to get soupy, it's going to get stewy. It's gonna have like a like a random corn in there and a potato okay. If it's and then, not corn, it ain't, it ain't
0: juice.
1: You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's not good till it comes back out on the cob, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, and with that, we're gonna, <laughs> we're, gonna <laughs> we're gonna get into the uh, we're gonna get into the checkpoint chat. And we got a special one today. Uh, we promise we are gonna put down the lists. We're gonna put the list down. But we are gonna talk about the consoles, the Microsoft xbox series x and s switch maybe switch pro you know what i'm saying and the playstation 5 and we're just going to kind of give you guys a tail of the tape uh with these consoles out um what we think their strengths are their weaknesses are and just some final thoughts about how we think this generation is going to go for the big three and then we're going to wrap it up with our usual cool down topic which is going to be is there such a thing as being too nerdy Gonna get juicy, as I said, but uh, we're looking forward to getting to the things kicked off, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, now I just want you to know, I don't know if you knew this about me, you're gonna have to talk me down from lists because that is my go-to kind of uh, creative content. Lists. Let's list them off. So uh,
1: I can't. I can't tell you how many screenshots of lists in progress I've seen from this man. It's it's ridiculous.
0: It's yeah, ridiculous. That's that's how I uh, I live my life, uh, one list at a time. Uh, but now that we're all cut up, cut up. <laughs> Got uh... Ooh So Josh <laughs> Marco, let's start with your loadout Let's get this going
1: Well, first of all my, The first thing in my loadout is, is Pablo's well-being Guys uh, The last few weeks since you last heard from us This man has been a borderline basket case um, mm-hmm. He has been absolutely obsessed With finding out the release date for Disco Elysium mm-hmm. And almost every morning uh, at some point I will get a text from him because he's one of the seven people in this <laughs> In their discord chat Uh, and he is kind of cracking the code about what what their what their little hints and clues are about the release date And he's not okay. He's not okay. He looks like he looks tired I, I was I was being generous earlier when I said he was looking because I'm, I'm trying to make him feel better But i'm really i'm i'm really worried about him pablo. Are, are you okay?
0: Yeah, i'm okay. I just want to say that uh I think in 1981, on March 21st, Hold on Pink a second. <laughs> Floyd, the Final Cut, came out. Uh, and someone, one of the developers from uh, Disco Elysium, put out uh, a, just kind of a close-up picture of a, a, the color pink. So putting Pink's uh, Pink Floyd's, uh, the Final Cut, which is the name of Disco Elysium's uh, update, Disco Elysium, the Final Cut, March 21st, puts that on a Sunday. However, did you know, Marco, the Saturday before, Japan has a kind of what they're calling a play, play, play. It's kind of like a Sony type uh, state of play where they're gonna mm-hmm. show games. So
1: no, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: it's, it, I think it's exclusive to Japan. I think it's, it's gonna run over here for us at six a.m. Okay. Uh, so that might be hey, this is available now type type stuff. Uh, so so oh, I, uh, and, and 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 then mm. and then, and then, uh, and then I know Kill JFK. I know I know uh, Kill J K.
1: Do, do you see what I mean? Do you see? Do you see what? Do you see what's happening? Like, do you know how much Pink, Pink Floyd he's listened? To? Do you know how much Pink he's listened to? Oh
0: yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Wait, he's been you, have
0: it. you ever seen the
1: curvature of the earth? All right. My second thing on my loadout because he, he, he's doing this again. Uh, man, I, I, I tweeted a little uh, preview video about it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and hit my vocals one more time for this game. A little bit of a uh huh yes, baby, Okay. Uh, no, I I, uh, I was super excited, guys, to get my hands on Persona Five Strikers. I, I I man, I was not really super intent on getting this game right away, and I and, and leading up to it, and I talked to Pablo about this. Like for the longest time, I didn't know this was a direct sequel. Uh, the, the way the game was named, it sounded like it, it just had spinoff written all over it. And and then when I found out it was one of those Mushu games, I'm like ah, ah that I'll just wait for a sale. I'll wait for a sale. But um. Heard a lot of good things about it, and um, you know, it, I just eventually I kind of broke down because I ain't got shit to do. You know what I'm saying? So I decided to go ahead and get the game. And uh, man, if you're a Persona Five fan, I I am really really excited to tell you that this game is actually very good. It's very very good, and it it is every bit a full blown sequel. Um, so if that's what you've always wanted, I know that the gameplay is different. I know this is—it's—it's it's kind of off-putting at first because you're like, I—you know—I'm just so used to the RPG thing. Um, you are going to be very pleasantly surprised. It is extremely story-driven. I've, I've only played about two hours, and I have to say, I've probably played maybe thirty-five minutes, forty minutes of actual gameplay. Um, most of it has been setting up the story, um, you know, reuniting with all the characters without spoiling anything for those of you who are kind of on the fence about the game. So it is actually, you know, the, the music is all back with some new a new additions and some remixes that are super dope. Like, it feels like a true, legit-ass uh, sequel to can Persona 5.
0: Can I ask you a question on that? Yeah. Uh, so you said it's a lot of story. Uh, is the story, the way they're telling the story exactly the same way as they tell it in uh, so same. it's not like a, it's not like a overall cutscene. It's just kind of like in menu yep. you, okay, cool. Everything
1: like is exactly yeah. the same. It feels. Fully voiced, all good stuff yep, right? fully voiced. Um, you know, uh, with with a couple of exceptions, sure, sure, like sure. when you're like a dungeon or something, like Morgana will just say hey, and then it'll be like a whole text thing, like that kind of thing. Um, for real? Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all back. Um, it's, it's cool because they all are a little bit more grown, so their voices are slightly different, but in this way where it, it feels like like natural, like, okay, they're actually, because they're in college now as far as the timeline of this game. So um, it, it's really cool to kind of pick up where you left off, especially if you've been away from the series for a while. Um, I will say, though, as a caveat, like if you're if you played... Uh, pers- or playing Persona 5 Royal as, as Pablo is and he'll talk about that in a bit mm-hmm. um, this is based on the original Persona 5 so just as a word of warning there's some things that you're probably not going to get a chance to see from Royal uh, because of that but man I, I can't recommend the game enough It, it the Mushu gameplay is great um, it, It's they have found a really creative way to bring in all of the elements of the uh, the traditional RPG format from the original game and made it um super super intuitive uh, on ps5 it, it runs at 60 frames per second um, it, it it runs really smooth uh, it doesn't look the greatest it, it's a little jaggy in some areas for sure but overall I, I I'm already in love with it and I can tell I'm gonna it's it's may it could be on my list and I'm a little nervous I didn't have it on my predicted list so well, that's true <laughs> yeah. See,
0: look, my thing is um uh, and I, and you'll hear me say this about one million times throughout uh, us recording is I'm a big Zelda fan. Yeah. And when uh, Age of Calamity was announced and saying that it was a prequel, super hype. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a you know I'm not a Dynasty Warriors type uh, type of uh, player. I don't like those games at all. So that was that was the little trepidations coming up to that. But then the game actually comes out and it turns out one, it runs like like mm. ass. Mm and two they actually take a a, a spoiler for a <laughs> calamity they actually take a cheap way out with the prequel it's actually a, a branching uh, a new like timeline or something Yeah, it's a new branching timeline that's what i heard yeah, yeah. so it's like it, it hypes you up because you're about to play the heroes of time you think mm-hmm. and then it ends up just being a a a an obvious cash grab where they're going to make more of these because that game sold. I'm I'm assuming it sold well the Zelda game. Yeah. But then again, I don't know that that game did come out and then it came out to an absolute silence. Which, by the <laughs> way, brings you back to Persona Five Strikers. I kind of feel the same way with this game where Persona Five and uh, Persona Five Royal being uh, hailed as probably the best JRPGs of all time uh, in some circles. Yeah. That Strikers comes out and it is the direct sequel and nobody's really talking about it the way they talked about Persona Five. I I don't know. if That's just the Cause of the game, the kind of game that it is, yeah. or or anything to do with the quality, I'm sure it's not the quality. Since you're saying it's are
1: saying. Yeah, uh, if if you've been on the fence, or you're like, uh, I don't know, I'll kind of wait and see on it. Like, it to me, it's worth the full price, uh, and and this is coming from somebody that was absolutely fine with waiting it out and just saying, I'll just wait till it's on sale because I don't fully trust, uh, you know, what this game is. But yeah, I, it's it you'll get to a point very early on when you're like oh okay yeah. like i trust what they're doing now it, it it's a it's a real sequel and, and then from there yeah we'll talk we'll talk <laughs> about how you've improved your your taste in gaming for sure <laughs> um also uh worked on uh kind of went back to the uncharted nathan drake collection just kind of randomly mm-hmm. i, I uh, right before i got persona 5 actually uh strikers actually i i was uh kind of bored and i uh, was looking for something to kind of get the the single player itch scratched, and uh, I, I downloaded that on a whim, and um, man, I, I I came away from that kind of feeling a little a little iffy on on the Uncharted series. Now, I, now, granted, I haven't like burned through all of them in the collection at all. I'm I'm only on the first game right now, but it uh, something about the Uncharted collection to me has always been a little bit overrated. Um,
0: What's your history with Uncharted? Have you played all of them?
1: I have played all of them. Um, I I've only beaten um, I beat the first game, the second game. I think I got like halfway through the third game, which I heard was was one of the better ones. Yeah. And I I limped through um, a, among thieves and loved Lost Legacy. Um, but going back to them, it, there's just something kind of off about maybe maybe it's because of like what uncharted was at the time when it when it first came out because i remember it like it used to be kind of labeled as the gears of war killer because it was the cover shooter that sony had to kind of rival what gears was doing but it had like obviously the adventure elements and and you know the, the climbing and stuff like that so it wasn't like one for one but
0: it was also like filling a hole that too many left
1: yeah yeah so there's there's a lot of that you kind of realize when you go back to the original games like oh like they they were kind of trying to be a little gears of war like a little too much until they kind of found their own formula but um man i i think that and i also think the storyline is is a little bit overrated too i think it's it you know how i am about quips um like with with the mcu stuff uh, specifically but it's a lot like that in this game too and i don't know if that's just kind of my something i i hate in general it probably is but there's a lot of that with, with Nathan Drake and, and, and you know, his relationship with Sully and then obviously his his, his other companions uh, in the game too. So I, I kind of left it feeling a little off.
0: To me, uh, Nathan Drake, we all know Han Solo is cool as shit, right? We can all agree mm-hmm. that Han Solo is just cool as shit because Harrison Ford is such a cool person, but but and he admits that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I would say that Nathan Drake is what Han Solo is if Han Solo wasn't knowing Mm. Cause, oh, cause I, I agree with you, man. Um, I played all the Uncharted and I think all the Uncharted's are fun, decent games. Yeah. And I think that they're really cool. Uh, almost just app like a brain list that you just jump in, play, yeah, and have a good time. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I Enjoyed my time with it. Uh, four was the first time that I can actually say that I felt like I did actively did not want to play this game anymore.
1: It was so hard. And
0: it was so long. Yep. And it was so it was so much, and listen, the ending with the daughter, and the, all those payoffs are nice. They're, yeah. they're nice things to have. Um, but ultimately, with uh, Lost Legacy coming out, that's the kind of game that I want. It's yeah. a game that's shorter, it's more concentrated, and they're definitely setting up a, they're, they're less interested in, 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 um, in making Nathan Drake look like the cool mm-hmm. dude, but really telling a heartwarming story about uh, you know these girls and, and the adventure and and, and father yeah. and her father and whatnot. So I don't want to spoil that because I honestly think that you guys should play that game because it's pretty much available every, uh, everywhere on PlayStation in terms of, yeah,
1: like, it's on sale all the time yeah, too. Yeah, that
0: definitely you should
1: play. Yeah, yeah. So I, I left that a little iffy. Um, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of glad they moved on from it to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm hoping they come up with something. Uh, I've heard that there's rumors that their next IP is sci-fi. Um, yeah, I, I don't know much more than that.
0: There's also a rumor that they've given that franchise to uh, the Santa Monica Studio, not not oh. like Here's the of War, the new Santa Monica Studio, uh, mm. which is an exclusive uh, first party game. So it looks like that's gonna that's gonna live on. It makes too much money for them to not ever have it. <laughs>
1: that's true. Uh, so,
0: but I'd be okay if it never came back. I don't need it. I don't need it.
1: But I speaking of need- uh, speaking of sci-fi, uh, there has been a rumor. Uh, from our, our our boy, he's not our, our our actual boy, but we follow him on Twitter, Jeff Grubb, um, posted a a very interesting EA rumor um, that he didn't say directly. He just kind of hinted around it a little bit, talking about how um, EA was looking to bring a an old but uh, once popular, IP back from the dead, and um, he he continued on and, and uh, left a little clue that it could actually be Syndicate. Um, and this is really interesting because Syndicate is uh, has been a, well was around for for quite a while and had different um, you know forms over the years. Um, but most recently, I don't remember what year it came out, but EA did do like a, a reboot of Syndicate. Um, I had to, yeah I think it was, it was Xbox 360 PS3 it was era Star-Breeze. yeah it was Starbreeze yeah, yeah yeah which I actually love Starbreeze uh, they did a, a reboot of Syndicate which is this uh, the sci-fi uh, you know world and and it sounds like the rumor is that EA is kind of looking to dig that out of the grave to I guess try to come up with their own cyberpunk um, yeah. you know since since cyberpunk kind of you know obviously shit the bed. Um, maybe you know they're taking a, an ip that is that is fairly well known and, and and well revered um and bringing that out of the the dirt to uh maybe create an open world um rpg out of it so i'm i'm kind of interested to see that happen i i had a feeling this was going to be the case um anytime there's like a really big hyped trend of some sort or, or hotly anticipated game you usually see about a year or so later um announcements of other games that 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 borrow that's that same aesthetic or uh some kind of of functionality Uh, it's it's a very copycat industry as you guys all know um so i'm not too surprised about this but i am really really interested in seeing what they do um my only reservation is that this is ea we're talking about so who the fuck knows what what this is going to be uh and how how much we're going to be paying for microtransactions for uh um, you know, neon Chris Jericho uh, jackets. So
0: I want. I wonder um, if because the 2012 was technically a reboot, um, and it was uh, a first-person shooter, right? Yes. Okay. And I know the original isn't that. The original, I think, it's like a. Top-down. I thought it was like a
1: top-down RTS, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: it's like a top-down. So I wonder if if they'll do something like that, or if they'll keep it more uh, with within what they did with, with 2012 uh yeah. knowing knowing uh, ea in terms of what they did it was probably was going to be a first person shooter yeah uh but i i i remember enjoying that game yeah i, know I actually thought it was had some, all right yeah yeah reservations about it because it was totally different from the original source material but i thought it was pretty good
1: yeah yeah and um and the last thing on my loadout guys i i, I brought a song to the loadout oh. um I, I told you we weren't gonna do all gaming and um Man, this one, this 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 number uh, came from. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of uh, the, the Bruno Mars uh, and the Anderson Pac, but they uh, they came together and formed a super group called Silk Sonic. Um, first guess, uh, but yes, they 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 formed a super group and uh, and they've been getting a lot of attention over the last week or two uh, after releasing their. Debut single together called "Leave the Door Open." So if, if you haven't listened to it yet, this would be a good time to hit the pause button. Don't forget to come back because uh, we need you in our we lives. Uh, but 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 go ahead and uh, go ahead and listen to that track if you haven't already. And come, come, back, come come back over here. Um, now now if you have, um, man. <laughs> First of all, um, man, I, I as 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 far as Bruno Mars goes i have always had a a, a love hate relationship with him because he's always been to me like a, a like a parody act of like 80s music and early 90s music and i guess now like 70s soul music and um yeah he's
0: become that for sure
1: yeah it, it's his it's his shtick he looks like he's retro and all his music has that like funky you know the 24 karat magic song and all that uh, and so if,
0: uh, yeah baby was a person
1: mm. <laughs> true yeah. True. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I've yeah. I've always I've always had a little bit of an iffy thing with him. He's kind of corny too, to be honest. and, and, he, and he does cocaine. Yeah, he, <laughs> and, um, he actually does it. Papa told me about that. I'm like,
0: oh, like, hey man, Bruni. I don't know if he still does it, but he yeah, sure let that, though.
1: So yeah, he did. So <laughs> so, man, uh, listening to this song, I I don't think I have ever hated a song as much as this one but have listened to it as many times as I have like I keep coming back to this dumbass song over and over again I have listened to it on Spotify I have gone on YouTube and watched reaction videos of people listening to it which I only do once in a fucking while I, I, I don't know what it is about this song but it, it's just I want to talk I mean I know Bruno subscribed to our podcast so I want to <laughs> like talk to him personally right now if you don't mind like Bruni Bruni can I can I do that I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah, dude. First, of, okay. So he, we're not role playing right now. <laughs> so first of all, Bruni, listen. Um, you know, as far as the, the name of the song goes, you know, first of all, terrible idea. You know, it, it, that's just not safe. You wanna you wanna lock your door. You wanna keep that locked. You're Like, don't do that. Second of all, Pablo, Sorry, yeah. Pablo, Pablo cannot sing you uh, pretty much any day of the week. Pablo, go ahead give us a little bit of vocal on that.
0: Um, well, first before I do that, I, I want to <laughs> tell you that there was a part. I was very confused by the song because there was a lot of parts <laughs> where I thought uh, he said "lays as potato chips" and he said, uh, mm. "What did he say?"
1: Oh, you know. thought he said cocaine or something?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, hi, on cocaine. Yeah, man, it, man, I was like, man. oh shit, He's, that was pretty good.
1: See, so we're not gonna get any vocals from you. No, right. no, maybe
0: later. Maybe I'll pop in. I have okay. To, I have to do it a little
1: later. Right. Well, we didn't warm up anyway, so that's I fine.
0: Forgot, no, I actually forgot the song. Yeah, well, in my head I'm I'm trying to talk over, trying to figure out the song, but I
1: can't. That's okay. That's okay. I'll get over it at some point. Update. I'm over it. Uh, um. Yes. So yeah. Uh. But man, I, man, just I, I'm I. Everyone is in love with this song, and it's fine. It, it's just I know I'm gonna hear this song about 82 million times uh, for the next three or four months, and I'm I'm already dreading it because it sounds like like parody soul music. Like oh, it's gonna sound like the the Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> oh my God, man. So.
0: So, I think we disagree on a lot of things, and I, I'm at the point now where I think I have to say that I disagree with you about uh, "Leave the Door Open." I think it's actually a really good fucking song. I at first I'm like, okay, it's a little gimmicky, but I I like the song, man, and and I I think that uh, the way that they actually execute the entire kind of vibe, I think it's it's really well done, and for me who. What does it, it's been, maybe because my first exposure to the song was a video, is Anderson mm-hmm. pack the way he actually is like kind of like...
1: I actually like him. Yeah,
0: I like him a lot. So, him seeing that video, and then what I've done, besides, because I've also done reaction videos, I've actually watched a shit ton of interviews of them together, and those guys are having the time of their life. They're just drunk, 24-9, <laughs> like they're literally drinking uh, mimosas all day. They've said it, and you can tell. And it just that vibe. I just feel like they really are having a good time in the studio. That's probably what's happening here is that you think you, you wanna hate the song because that has all the makings of a gimmick seventies Bruno Mars type Ugh. bullshit. But the vibe it's giving off, it's like, man, this is actually a pretty dope ass song.
1: Pablo, but, I-, I left my door open so you can get the fuck
0: out <laughs> of here. Hey, listen. You're the one watching reaction videos along with me there, so. Man, There's gotta kind of be something about
1: the song. Here's the point, and you're you're like You're I me. Mean, like, next, next week.
0: Next week, going will be like, so I got this tattoo.
1: Man, I ain't never talking about music again on this podcast. Tattoo,
0: leave it open <laughs> on
1: my chest. <laughs> like, yeah, Put it on my lower back. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Um, Now, that's it for me, though, as far as my loadouts go, man. What what do you got going on on your side?
0: Well, um, I got here Persona 5 Royal, which I talked about last week. Uh, you know, this is a game that I've, uh, between Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royals, the game that I started and died about 35, 40 hours in, and I've always, um, uh, bounced off of it, right? This time, I finally hit that kind of bump, where I've, 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 I'm past the 40-hour uh, yeah. plateau, and I'm in the game, and I have to say, I'm really liking this fucking game.
1: I told, man. Did you
0: guys know that this game was good? This game was good, guys. Right? I told you guys, oh
1: my god.
0: I told you guys this game. nobody nobody listened to me. me? Um uh, now <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm in the camp of the greatest JRPG of all time. Uh in, in that sense, at least not yet. Uh but I definitely think that this is probably the best JRPG I've played uh since I, I can't even really remember. Uh, long time. Yeah, a long, yeah. long time. And um my thing with, with a game like this is a lot of the subject matters that, that it tackles, it does it in a way that's a little bit ham-fisted and tropey, right? Yeah. But I think that's just, that's the way that these kind of games are, right? All Japanese-type games, and their, their kind of like sensibilities are like that. But yeah. you have to dig, dig deeper, and these characters, the way that they're written, uh, and, and kind of like the everyday high school kid persona, and, and almost yep. like the, the characters that they are, it really is uh, something that is absolutely well done. Um, I was telling you that one of the issues with the game itself was the fact that I wasn't really vibing with it because of how tropey some of the high school stuff was. Mm-hmm. Uh, me in high school myself, I've always kind of been kind of an oblivious person. Uh, and so I've always known that there's the hierarchy, the popular kids, the not so popular kids, the outsiders, the the band geeks, and all that stuff. I, I've always known that, and that mostly get that from, from movies, right? Yeah. Like, me in high school, I literally walked through high school like a like, uh, like a trash bag floating <laughs> in the wind. I was like, oh, hey, what's going on guys? Hey, what's going on? Like, I, I just never really... Like
1: a trash bag in
0: the wind. <laughs> right. That's an Elton Israel- John reference <laughs> oh, for go. today. Right. I, I was just never really... So I, I kind of understood what the game was telling me from mm-hmm. my point of view, which is from like things I hate about you or, or yeah. something like that, right? So, but in, in reality, uh, it's just that the characters are written so well and I ran into... Um, a new character, and I'm blanking out on her name. Uh, Makoto? No, not Makoto, the other- The, the oh, redhead right right one? Yeah, the redhead right mm-hmm. one. A, this is what, you can look that up for me. So, on uh, is, uh, along with Makoto and other characters I'm sure that you find on the way, you, you have the ability to create these closer relationships, like romantic relationships, right? Uh,
1: Kasumi?
0: Kasumi, there you go. There was just never one anybody for me that really felt like I can bond with that way, you know? All these characters are outsiders in, in in their own way, right? They're not yeah. all criminals like like your your Joker character. They're yeah. not all uh, so popular that there's like like on, and they're not all like uh, exiled sports jocks that you know like uh, like were you? So, um, so for me, I never had that connection with a character until uh, what was her name again? Uh,
1: Kasumi. So
0: connected. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> Gatsumi, Gatsumi is the is like the opposite of you, uh, but you're she's still an outsider because she yeah. is a uh, straight A student, part of the honor roll, all that stuff. But she's so uh, ingrained in that that, that she's looked at as the outsider, like almost right. like, like you are for you being a person that's coming with a criminal record, so on so forth. And there's like a there's like a relationship, like a sympathetic relationship that I have with her that I really want to like explore and get to know, and so. Why I play this game? My intent is to play this game to get to know her more, and I think mm-hmm. everybody who plays the game has a hook, right? Yeah. So you found your hook with just like kind of like the group itself, right? Yep. My yep. hook is her, and so I'm constantly playing, constantly looking at the companions see if I have anything that I can do with her, anything like that. And I am really enjoying my time. Also, I, I recently started helping on with her come out with her crippling, you know, self uh, uh, self consciousness. You uh, so we meet up at the park all the time and yeah. i'm really enjoying that part where i'm kind of helping my friends out uh in, oh, it's in so those good ways. so yeah. it, the, all those things are really starting to click for me and then um i am because I, I felt that in order for me to do that i needed to do it this way playing it on easy
2: yeah that's not the I'm not and,
0: shame and, in that and i have to tell you that it is easy obviously but there are some uh things that come up and not even the main bosses like something some enemies with the red right yep and it's like oh i still have to strategize and i appreciate that because i there are times i get mm-hmm. a little bit bored of this x x persona blah, blah.
1: yeah you can't fully shut your brain off with right. this game you have to kind of still be be aware of what you're up against yeah. and
0: so even on easy i'm still kind of and, and if I, actually i'm enjoying it more because i'm like i am strategizing without the uh right. headache or, or the fear of failing because i'm mm-hmm. like all right and all these things that I'm, I'm literally just doing a move and, and, and getting my second chance, passing the baton to somebody else who has the there, the, the yeah. thing that can. And I'm and I'm like wiping people out without them ever touching because I, I ambush them.
1: There you go. So yeah.
0: I'm really enjoying this game. I am definitely gonna going to finish it. And the thing that sucks is, that, like Marco said at the beginning, he wasn't joking. I'm really obsessed with Disco Elysium, oh. and I really want to play that game. The 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 thing that I'm seeing between those two is that they're 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 RPGs, but they're very different. And I think those are games that I can actually play side by side. Uh, so. Uh, but I'm definitely. I have to finish Persona Five Royal. I, I have to. I, I have to see it through. I've made it pretty much all this way through without a lot of spoilers. I know a certain things that happen at the end, mm-hmm. but nothing that within context. I don't know what. I know something happens, but I don't know what the context of that is, and I don't know what that means. So yeah, I, I'm. I know that I'm leading up to something, and I really and I really really am excited to to, to, to find the end of it. The only, the only discouraging thing, and I'll tell you this, is the fact that i know it is a 90 plus hour game and when i look at my hours i'm like 60 hours in i'm like ah man. hours, but but i am enjoying my time with it
1: yeah it's one of those games where you're yeah. like thank god it was 90 hours like at least for me yeah, like no, for sure. you know, there's there's parts towards the end of the game where i'm like you know and, and and even with royal like you're like man this is this is a lot of stuff there's a yeah. lot of stuff to do right. um but at, at the time when persona 5 first came out we you know there were no sequels to these games so that was really like our opportunity to say okay i got to get in as much time as i can with these characters because this is it yeah. like there's going to be like a probably like what, what like at the time like we thought like okay a persona 4 golden kind of yeah. thing will happen and it'll be kind of a souped up version of the original game like we'll get that but this is it and for that not to be the case um what is really exciting but at the time it was like oh i'll take all the hours you want to give me yeah, yeah so
0: and and, and- with that being said, I'm I'm really looking forward to Strikers as soon as I finish Royal.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, I am, you know, in terms of future, uh, looking towards the future, I'm really anticipating uh, Atlas's Persona of Six. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, I hope
1: you're a fan of them in yeah, general. Now,
0: yeah, because I'm really looking forward to that because it's like, man, they've I've heard good things about three, I've heard things about four. Yeah, like and everybody that pretty much love these games all they, they there's some that have maybe i prefer the char- characters from yeah but they all say that the games have gotten so much better as time went on yeah. so i'm really excited for what success to bring um so don't i'll, I'll fill you guys in as time goes probably not, not next episode or the one after that but as soon as i get to the ending i'll i'll fill you guys in and hopefully uh in the next couple weeks, i we be talking about this as well. right? Ugh, uh, so anyway, help him. <laughs> the, the next game that I'm playing is actually a demo, and it's Monster Hunter Rise. Now, kind of give you some background. Monster Hunter, I hate it. Uh, yep. Samezies. When World came out, I was like, okay, I like this. Uh, I, I I I'm enjoying the the streamline uh, systems that they have in place. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I I'm enjoying the hunts more because. Uh, I'm understanding the systems a little better, but ultimately, about 20 hours in, I was like, okay, but but I'm, I'm, I'm not on this game because.
1: Uh, yeah, I had the same issue.
0: Yeah, just like the just the the grindiness of it and the the repetitive nature of going on the hunt. And I know people love that stuff, and that's and that's good. And 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 it's really fun when you when you're fighting somebody, All of a sudden, that monster leaves. Yeah. And you have to chase it. Yeah. Uh, I know there's there's instances where you kill a monster, and then he actually revives is like wait a minute hallelujah you're like what's going on <laughs> uh but you know there's a lot of cool stuff in that in, in, in world and so rise yeah. is actually the sequel to it's a mainline game uh and it's a, it's a direct sequel not direct sequel but it's a the next game from world uh but the thing is it's coming on of switch and only on switch so with that said there are some technical things that are going to be restrictive because yep. it's the Switch. So the, the demo comes out and I downloaded a couple of months, about a month ago, right? The first demo. And I don't really play much, much of it because from the get, the control scheme is stupid. Mm. And I'm like, I'm just gonna remap this. Oh, you can't do it. Uh, so I I, I I, was not enjoying my time and I just completely got uh, away from it. Uh, then, then I kept watching videos. I have a friend of mine who is not a monster Monster Hunter uh, fan at all, but is 100% into Rise Demo, like he is in it, right? And he kept like, you gotta play, you gotta try it. Shout um, him out. Who is he? Uh, Nick. His name is Nick. What's up, Nick? Uh, and he was really, really, really super into it. And so uh, I was like, all right, new demo was announced. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll get a chance. And I started playing it again, and I start it started clicking with me. I started understanding the control scheme. I started understanding why he likes it so much. The the the, 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 the kind of like getting around uh, of the game, uh, Just navigating. Is, the navigating is so it's so good. The actual uh, implementing that that thing with the whip that you have that you can actually whip around. Implementing that into your into fighting is is really awesome. Uh, the thing is is the things that were there before are still there. For example, the control scheme still sucks. I'm, I'm still going through some weird uh, I'm still going through some weird times where I'm actually having a, uh, a fight with the control scheme. like I'm actually playing the control scheme itself and I playing the game itself and I'm having to fight the control scheme because uh, of the simple fact that uh, I can't get around the button pressing and, and, and uh, like for example, you have to hit a Y in order to open up the uh, potion menu. And I hit Y, and I'm scrolling through the potions menu, and I, I'm also in the middle of a fight. I'm gonna, it, it was, it was, a, and I ended up dying. It was just too much. And,
1: yeah, yeah I, yeah, I had the same issue.
0: These are the things that are going to, with time, probably get better, uh, because, you know, you adapt. And uh, I I am looking forward to the game. You know, being a Demon Souls and Dark Souls fan, I feel like, uh, there's a challenge to, to these games that I kind of want to, uh, I want to dominate. I, I want to be able to, to say that I can actually play this game on a high level, or yeah. at the very least, uh, trying to get to that high level. And, you know, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. Um, unless
1: if You're better than me.
0: <laughs> but, uh, obviously, the caveat being uh, with Persona 5 Royal and uh, with uh, uh, with Disco, if, if those games are out and they're as good as I think they're going to be, there's, that's probably going to hold my uh, hold my purchase of Buster on the rise just because I know I'm not going to be able to, to...
1: So are you going to get it regardless? Just a matter of when or,
0: or well, what Well, it, it depends. So what's going to happen is I'm going to play through these two games that, are, that uh, with, with uh, Royal and Disco. I'm going to play through those games. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have to evaluate what's coming out in April. I know that... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, what's coming out in April? I think in April we have... Uh,
1: it's going to draw a blank, of course. Yeah. We're recording while, while, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do <laughs> all this stuff
0: on Top of Reds uh, yeah. all the time, except when we're recording. Uh, I know that, uh, yeah, look that up, because I want to make sure. Let's
1: see. We yeah, got Oddworld, Outriders. Oddworld. MLB, yeah. The Show. Yeah. You uh, see, that's man. your jam. But
0: so is Oddworld, man. That's going to be a PS Plus game.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Th- but you oh, know man. what? That's, that's what they call a blessing in disguise, because man. that shit was trash i would not be caught decomposing playing that game oh my god Pablo was right the controls are are absolutely dog shit. it's just it's one of those games where you're so hyper cognizant of your button presses that you can hardly really focus on on the actual gameplay so you're just kind of like looking at your hands uh whether you're playing doctor on you're like okay this is the button here and fucking uh, <laughs> sprinting is the R trigger. Like crouching is B, which is you know like the the bottom button. I always get screwed up on that when I go from like Nintendo to Xbox or stuff like that. But like that's the crouch button. Like uh, a lot of the controls are just in weird, weirdly mapped spots, and it's like man, this is Capcom. Like they they know how to make like sensible action game. Control schemes. This is the people that make Double May Cry. Like, they know how to do this stuff. And I understand that, like, Monster Hunter has a lot of unique systems to it and some complexities of its own and, and the fact that it's online. So you have that kind of component going with it. But my chemical romance, dude. <laughs> that was some uh, throwback. Uh, but yeah, that, that was some really, really hard shit to digest, man. So I, I, mean, I, I can't go back to and it. And
0: another thing is, is, nobody in the history of the world has ever hit the ZL button when they're supposed Who? to. Who? What is the ZL button? <laughs>
1: Man, that that is the devil's button.
0: ZL, they yeah, have the L, the R, and the ZL and the ZR. I'm like, go Man. home. We're drunk. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we'll see what happens with Monster Hunter. Yeah, I, I, I'm passing. Also, you can also play online, and and, and I, my friend Nick, uh, we we play a lot of games. We play a, a sparring games together, but most recently being. Um, uh, the baseball game that came out on the Switch, but I am... You're talking
1: about um, Super Mega Baseball? Yeah, Super
0: Mega Baseball. We played that uh, quite a bit. Uh, you forgot uh, because
1: you don't value that friendship.
0: Uh, yeah, probably not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, a lot of that. So I might have to end up just getting it just to play with him because he's mm-hmm. like, he's really into it. Uh, and, you know, I I want him to get into game more, so this is probably, you know, I probably got to shut up and put up. So... <laughs> um, so uh the next thing on my list, for getting away from games here for a little bit, is the sequel to one of the funniest movies of all time, oh, which is classic. Coming to uh America. Um so Coming to America, Coming Number Two, sorry, huh? Uh Coming to number two America. <laughs>
1: that's nasty.
0: That's nasty. Um came out and listen, shame on me. Shame, shame on me, because every time a, a sequel comes out. 25, 30 years after the initial release just tells me they didn't have any good ideas. No. And this further proves that uh, that theory. Here's the thing. When I first saw this movie, Coming to America, uh, Coming Part Two, America, uh, and the name convention, Why is because, he doing this? Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I watched that, I was like, I really hated it. Uh, and then over time, I've cooled down my hate for it. I just think it's wholly unnecessary. And
1: it is, That's what I was gonna say. I don't yeah. get the point. I don't yeah. get the point. Why now?
0: And well, I think uh, what what happened is on interviews that I've heard. Uh, like I, I hear the uh, What the Fuck podcast with Mark Barron. and he had uh, he had him on there. Ed uh, Murphy and Ed Murphy said that he uh, basically just wanted to uh, he wanted to do a good. He wanted to do a passion project. It was my name. Mm-hmm. which is a great movie.
1: I haven't uh, seen that yet. I saw Netflix.
0: It's on Netflix. Uh, my movie.
1: backlog, yeah.
0: And then he then moved over to doing Coming to America because he felt that they cracked the story and it's uh, something that they really wanted to do. So they then, cracked it. And then his, ter- <laughs> his third kind of thing on his comeback was a stand-up tour, which he says that he he's going to do eventually. So uh, Coming to America has the original writers of, of, the, of the first film, all that good stuff. The thing is, is that the story itself is... Is just not great, but also it's like inundated with like, it's obsessed with with now, like with today's culture mm-hmm. to the point where like five years from now it was going to be irrelevant. Like, and, and they kind of oh. joke on it where uh, he's dressed up and he's like, "Am I nuts on fleek?" And the, the her kids were like, uh, oh "We don't use that word anymore." God, I would have like
1: unsubscribe from Amazon Prime Video <laughs> if I heard that things oh. like
0: things yeah. like that. And and ultimately one of the uh, one of the issues is is the story itself. In terms of him having a male heir in New York, uh, heir in New York, uh, all that stuff that doesn't really work because you kind of they have to they had to walk the line of not ruining the original the sweetness between him Prince Takima and Lisa right that sweetness that he's so innocent and that he falls in love that he actually had sex before he met her so what they do what the divide, do you mind if I tell you what happened
1: spoil all this
0: so spoiler for coming part two to America. Is the fact that the, the, the plot point device is uh, non-consensual rape? Wow. wow. Okay. Well, uh, they go back to that scene in, in the original where they're in the club and they're interviewing girls. Yeah. Right. And so there's a extra scene which they use terrible CGI oh. uh, where he meets Leslie Jones. Uh, oh no. And then, <laughs> and then and she's a big part of the movie. And then they go into his apartment. Um, and they're smoking weed, and so while well, he saw the story, he goes, "I've never had sex with anybody. All I remember that night is that a big bull came at me and it jumped on me and it and it like was thrusting on upon me. So basically, what it was is he had some weed, which probably was laced with some shit, tripped him like, out. Yeah, yeah, he's tripping out, and he was completely not there while Leslie Jones uh, uh, rode him into, into, into his." <laughs> It's a conservation of his... Own. Leslie. Uh, so, you know, it's the second movie I see in three months that has uh What kind of
1: shit is as that? a
0: plot point, because Wonder Woman 1984 also had the, uh, the guy... He possessed the guy's body and she had sex with the, with that guy because he had the soul of the guy in there. But that guy was oblivious to what's happening, so she raped that man. Okay,
1: Holly. Well, how about we stop?
0: Right, but anyway, uh, so that <laughs> it, it just like that's what they it, and that's literally what he kind of talks about about cracking the story. That was like, oh, that's the thing that we do. I saw. He said he saw what movie did he said he, he he saw he saw a movie. Oh, the Marvel movies where they went back and they were looked young. Oh, and he's like, oh, we got to do that. That's what. We, that's how we can do it. So he he took oh, that from man. that. Anyway, I think ultimately what, what I've come down on is the fact that uh, Coming to America is just absolutely unnecessary. And I don't hate it as much as I did. Uh, I think that if you like those kinds of movies and you like Coming to America, probably watch it. They're definitely going to do a part three. Uh, you think so? And they've already, they're already talking about it. It was so successful with the streaming. I don't know, and, uh, man.
1: It's gotten some pretty bad, bad, yeah, but bad those reviews. Those movies are
0: impervious to reviews because comedies usually are uh, especially when they're coming out on Amazon Prime, just to watch, you know, um, yeah uh, Comedies tend to be pretty impervious to reviews, because I've seen some some comedies that i I've like, oh, it's not terrible, and then if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 12%. Yeah. I'm hyper-sensitive to that stuff. Shouts like, out I'm,
1: to Adam Sandler.
0: Oh, oh, no. All the movies are <sighs> but it's, I'm hyper-sensitive to that, and, and it's bad. That's why I don't check Rotten Tomatoes anymore, because if I see movies like... 35%. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever my hype level was for that movie, it drops. That yeah. much. It's like, you know, 60% drop off. Uh, it, already, my excitement is like, so that sucks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, that's where I'm at that. And then, um, I'll, I'll kind of cover this real quickly. Uh, WandaVision ended. Told you so. Incoming. I, I, <laughs> I Told y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> they weren't doing anything crazy.
1: I was uh, kind of looking forward to this part.
0: Yo, X, ex- okay. Okay. <laughs> This show comes out and people are left around making excuses for the first three episodes. Listen, I grew up on that shit. I already told you last week. Last week. That shit was not entertaining to me. Mm-hmm. I, I that's, Wanda and, and, and Vision are the least interesting characters in all of the MCU. And I thought maybe they're going to flesh them out because they know that about these characters. And they want them to be a part of the new phase and they they need to flesh them out. And that's the attempt. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that, the, that they never went all the way with it. Mar- Marvel MCU whoever they they got scared they weren't gonna do a show about grief and loss completely they're also gonna do a Marvel ass shit where they're gonna show you this tease you this the problem here with Marvel period it's Marvel takes fifty years to set something up no oh, like yeah w- when, when Captain America uh literally almost picked up Thor's hammer and that was teased. That shit didn't pay off to five years later. <laughs> what are you guys talking you This
1: think? is all news to me. I have, yeah. I have no context, but do that's you, hilarious. Do
0: you think that they were going to introduce the X-Men and multiverse in an eight-episode TV show about <laughs> the least interesting characters in all of MCU, that they were going to do that? No.
1: That's hysterical. They, they
0: stunt cast the Quicksilver of uh-huh. the Fox uh, X-Men movies. So people are thinking, all right, that's the Quicksilver that's coming... He ends up being a nobody, and his last name his last name was something boner, and they made a dick joke. Are you serious? They made it, that whole guys, that whole thing was a dick joke, setup. Are you? Are, 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 what are we doing?
1: one that uh, Wanda, Wanda
0: ends up exactly where she left off, alone, without Vision. But <laughs> here's the thing: they take back Vision is the only character in the MCU that died twice in two movies. He died, they re- they rewound time, and he died again. Mm. disrespected mm. and now guess what they took that shit back because he's a lot of you Mm-mm-mm. and then here's the thing to close it out the the big reveal at the end was oh that, there was
1: a lot of hype about that but I, here, I, here's I, the big
0: reveal here, here's the payoff to everything it turns out that Wanda is the Scar- Scarlet Witch yeah everybody what? knew that <laughs> <laughs> the hell are you guys talking about Well I was like Scarlet Witch I'm like yeah yeah what's going on and then they talked about a cameo.
1: I heard about that. You know what that's cameo, what I was waiting. for. the cameo for. was? Nope.
0: Was Paul Bettany, who plays Vision, as White Vision. Man, they they put white paint on this man and they said that's. A cameo.
1: <laughs> wow. Listen,
0: you I, I I am actually pretty uh, proud to say I have some friends who were hype about this and saw that and and agreed with me, because you got a lot of people who don't who tend not to do that. Who tend to double down, triple down, create narratives. Yeah. Uh, and, Especially with uh, MCU stuff. And, yeah, MCU stuff. And, and anything really like uh, culture that, that, that's high, like, you know, that popular. People tend to make excuses. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, that was, the show was, a, if you spent eight weeks watching that show, I'm sorry, you wasted, no, nine weeks. You wasted your time. And the thing is, is the pattern of one day release, one week, uh, a release a week, they use that to their advantage to fuck with you to show you, uh-oh, we got a crossover. No, meaningless. Everything was meaningless. Nothing happened in that show. Unless you- I
1: hate the- those types of shows that are and so inconsequential.
0: Yeah, and look, and and, 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 and that is the FCU in a nutshell. It's inconsequential as hell. I've had articles oh, with people- we, we had Silver War, Civil War come out. It's, it's called Civil War. There's supposed to be like a change right look at history the civil war changed us right yeah they, they, they named the comic <laughs> run and then they named the actual movie based on that and you know how the conflict ended three years later by the way they get a phone call hey oh, my bad all right cool let's fight the battle. <laughs> no consequence no consequences one of so, them was
1: on instagram live another one joined the chat yeah
0: people were people were <laughs> people were crying. In Infinity, Infinity War, when uh, Spider-Man got got uh, dusted,
1: guys, you know there's a movie coming out. Stop! Yeah, I, I hate that, that shit.
0: immediately!
1: Like, man, you tapped into something, and, and we'll we won't dwell on this too long. But one of the biggest reasons why I can't I can't deal with comic book stories is because, and I think you kind of alluded to it, um, a lot of things happen, but nothing really changes. No. And 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 that's the case because when you see like a comic book series become a movie, when you see it become a video game, it's always the retelling of the same story. All the villains never really go away. Uh, the, the, the protagonists never really go away. It, it's very rare that that these games or, or these movies or whatever they are really commit to telling you something new and stick to it, because everybody wants to play Spider Man as Peter Parker or Miles Morales. So speech. and. and Everyone wants to play as Bruce Wayne with, with Batman. So, you know, it, and you can also see it in some of the comics, too. Now, I'm a, I am don't know shit about shit when it comes to comics, but I do know that they use a lot of, like, time travel shit and alternate universes to kind of bring people back, and I think they did it with Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, like, if if you're going to go ahead and get rid of a character, get rid of the fucking character and commit to you that. Know, and,
0: and, and, and I agree with you to an extent. When it comes to comic books, these comics have been, have been running since the 50s. So I get the restart, reset... I get that. You know, with DC, they had the new 52, which basically just reset everything. I get that. That's fine. You yeah. don't have to read those. But when you are making a movie, you can't use the same things. And one of the things that Marvel does, and that annoys the shit out of me, <laughs> is that you, ha- you have to watch the interviews after, because they explain plot holes. It's like, Infinity War. What do you War. mean? Like- so there's a, big, there's a big plot hole in Game about the time travel, right? So the Russo brothers directed the movie, go on interviews, happy, uh, after the movie comes out, explaining the fucking ending, explaining the plot hole. So it's like, so now I have to sit through this, I have to do homework, this is Endgame uh, uh, end 1.5. Now I have, And they did the same thing in WandaVision. The WandaVision writer said, we never intended to trick people into thinking that, <laughs> yes you did.
1: Please watch our show, is what uh, you do it, is what never,
0: you want. I never, the, head, let's check this out. So the comic book that this, there's a few comic books that this is uh, based off. Mm-hmm. Few of them have a bad guy called Mephisto, and he is rumored to be the big bad of the new phase. The head writer of Wandavision, who took all these inspirations from all, it, says that he she didn't know who Mephisto was. Hmm. So either you don't, you're not good at your job, are you lying? Because she goes, oh, we didn't, we, we never intended to, oh, to, uh, to uh, hint at Mephisto. Yes, we did. That's she
1: like did. saying I didn't know Cortana was in a uh, Halo character.
0: Yeah, like, if three four- I don't oh, know.
1: wow. But
0: she, knew. of course, that's got to be a lie. It's a lie yeah. because it's a lie because they're they're doing damage control. The people are going back uh, and you're like, "But you, uh, you guys yeah. did all this prom and nothing. It was nothing, all for nothing. Yeah, and they're just doing damage control."
1: That makes sense.
0: So I'm I, I'm 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 done there. Oh,
1: and fuck Wanda.
0: Listen, and, and I'm looking forward to more MCU movies, uh, and if they can. Uh, yeah, I'll say this. When the first season of uh, The Mandalorian came out, I was not very happy with it. I yeah, actually, I remember you were saying. Yeah, you I kinda- actually ended up not. I finished it, of course, but I, it was a struggle, and I really, really, really disliked it. The Mandalorian 2, the second season, is probably the best Star Wars content since Return of the Jedi. and And that's not even an exaggeration. It is absolutely magnificent in every way. And that's why... I can never count out these things because these people are very creative. They're r- really, they, they do really good work. So, mm-hmm. I, if, if, if WandaVision season two comes out, and never happens, I'll give it a shot. Maybe they learn from their mistakes. But, you know, that's, I'm always for giving creatives a second chance. That's why I'm looking forward to Horizon uh, Forbidden West, uh, just to see exactly what that's about. Even mm-hmm. though I think the first one is charade. Uh, the only person <laughs> I won't give that benefit of the doubt is Christopher. No we to uh, talk about one day on this podcast, I'm sure. Uh, so no, let's. Uh, no, we're not. No, we gotta talk about it, man. He is, uh, he is my arch nemesis. He doesn't know it. Uh, did you know? Did you know he
1: didn't know it? Man, that's my boy. He, yeah. man, he was my babysitter back oh. in the day. Oh, no,
0: yeah? no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you are gonna tell me nah? <laughs> <Like, laughs> Actually, no. Just tell you. Oh yeah. man, I believe you have it going. All right, so Xbox and is this is a little. So, here's the thing that I kind of want to make clear. We, with the loadout, the loadout is going to be a thing where we're just, we're just going to put things in here that we want to talk about that maybe don't fit in other spots. Yeah. So, this is a piece of news that I, uh, that I, that uh, I want to kind of get out there, and it is, uh, big Xbox. Means, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Xbox and Bethesda make it official. Now, hmm. we know that Xbox has already bought Bethesda, but they're finally making it official. Uh, they finally boyfriend and girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, and now they can definitely start making plans for future, uh, you know, for future things. And so that's yeah. what they did at the round table where they talked about the fact that, uh, there's going to be some exclusive games and there's some contractual obligations. I'm going to get into that in the next uh, section, but I kind of want to talk about Xbox Bethesda and uh, that'll come up also later in our checkpoint, uh, chat as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I really feel that this is the biggest thing to happen in video games in this kind of context a, a company buying a studio uh because it, it it really is fixing a problem that Xbox has yeah. in One file Yeah. Yeah. Uh and I I I believe that if they don't fuck it up, right? That this could this could turn the tide of um of the console "quote unquote" wars, and yeah. not and not because and not because of Bethesda specifically uh, in terms of like not because Bethesda is gonna do that for them, but the fact, original IP, tech right? mm-hmm. engine, they have I said they said three hundred years of experience combined between all those scenes, right? They can make, and I was telling you, oh, what if they, uh Halo Infinite kind of sucks and they give it to <laughs> like, but what I'm yeah. saying is, is the next Halo game, the next uh, the next Gears of War can be. Off, offloaded. Yeah, offload or helped by mm-hmm. the teams. So, oh yeah, uh, Arcane studios helped with um, with a whole bunch of games uh, throughout all of. Them. I think they even uh, they even helped out with um, what games? Do you know offhand? Yeah, all of them. I, they, they had oh, they yeah, all like they help all, all the Bethesda games. Yeah, so, yeah. got it. They, okay. they had their hands in a lot of them. Um, uh, little things here. So they work as a a a, a, good, library, a good group, and Xbox also does. So mm-hmm. I I feel like you know we're gonna get in the future. Yeah. I'm going to get great titles. Uh, I, I really hope to see a Halo in Software crossover game, like almost like a, you know, I, 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 so, because it, it's, it's almost so similar. Because I'm sure Doom Slayer and, and, and Inspired Master Chief in a specific, in a certain way. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's so cool that we can see that, and if not that, at least in multiplayer, see the Doom Slayer in multiplayer. Oh, that'd be so, yeah. so
1: dope! I never thought of that. Yeah, that'd so, be really dope.
0: I, I really think that this is gonna help uh, help them. Obviously, Xbox has a lot of work to do, and they and they and they have to execute. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. But that brings me should I just jump into my booty juice? Get
1: into the juice.
0: All right, so let's get into the juice here. Let's do it. Mine has to do with, uh, with Bethesda and Xbox. Uh, it's the deeply-seated denial of Xbox owning Bethesda and how the word sub has become almost done. <laughs> uh, you see, here's the thing. I, I, this changed a little bit, narratively, because when I was first uh, thinking about this, they didn't have the round table yet, right? But I, I was still racking my brain trying to figure out why People were in such denial when it was f- f- common sense. Yeah. Uh, onset. Seven point five billion dollars. Okay. It's like saying this. All right. This is a community pool. <laughs> I bought it for seven point five billion dollars, so it can be a community pool. Yeah. Like, no, that's not the way that. What do are. you mean? Yeah. Of course, yeah,
1: it's community pool.
0: Yeah, I-, I bought it. It's mine. Uh. And so the thing is, is I've heard arguments about uh, Elder Scrolls. There's no way Elder Scrolls is, is going to be. Uh, it's mm. going to be. Uh, exclusive. There's no way that a uh, Fallout Five because PlayStation Four has PlayStation has the bigger audience. What well, people are failing to understand is a very, very, very unique circumstance here. And that's called Game Pass. Subscriptions alone will pay for whatever they want to make in terms of development. Yep. Right. They're gonna get people to subscribe more. They're gonna get people to buy more of the consoles. So people are like, why would uh, Xbox not wanna make more money by putting on PlayStation? Because they're gonna make more money on their terms, on their systems, exactly. on their programs. Yeah, anybody can make more money if, if Spider-Man goes on Xbox, if, if uh, Uncharted series goes on Xbox. Sure, they, Sony stands to make more money, but that's not the point. This is a business move. They need to make their console inevitable, right? You need, they, they want you to get it. They want to make it at part of the entire ecosystem just as much as yeah. uh, uh, play, uh, PlayStations. Uh, but people doing their, their mental gymnastics and then finally, Marco, finally, finally, <laughs> the round table comes out and Phil Spencer looks into the camera, looks into our eyes, he looks deep into my eyes and I fell in love. And,
1: he was eye-humping me. Yeah. I don't know about you but he said... Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I don't know. And he said, actually... I'm ill prepared because I, I had all this written down and in terms of what I wanted to say, certain points, and I didn't even talk, look at the actual quote that uh, Phil Spencer made. But besides that, and, and well, I'm up here.
1: let's just talk about how how dope Phil Spencer kind of approached this this whole thing anyway, because he he came in there and it just just as just as just as chill as ever, <laughs> you know, just just looking like he he just I don't know, like he had a, like a natty a natty ice. You know what I mean, and and he's just that down to earth guy that just maybe went bowling the night before. Like he just comes in so so nonchalant, man. It, the, the guy is is everything I ever hoped I could be, but didn't get to. Uh, yeah. You know, but but you know,
0: mm-hmm. but listen, this, this is a great guy. And here's what he says, okay, and and and, and he's very specific, and people want to also. Let me let me I'll read this to you, and then we'll, we'll get into into exactly. Uh, why this means what it means, and why people are saying it doesn't. Obviously, I can't, this is a quote, and I quote. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I can't sit here and say uh, everybody does the game is an Xbox exclusive because we know that's not true. There's a contractual obligation that we're going to see through. We have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to go and support those games on the platform they're on. These communities of players, we love these communities, and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be either contractual things or legacy of different platforms that will do but if you're an xbox customer mm. the thing i want you to know is that this is about delivering great exclusive games to you that ship on platforms where game pass exists come
1: on phil Philip,
0: and, and it is our goal that why and the goal that's why we're doing this Literally, that's why we're doing this all right this is the root of this partnership that we've been building and the creative capability we will be able to bring the market for Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here so I don't think it gets more clear than him telling us listen the reason we're doing this is to give exclusive games this is the root when you say something is the root it is the thing that it is the, the fundamental
1: core reason yeah as
0: to why this exists now people want to harp and, and, and kind of want to stay on the word legacy right look Legacy to me has always meant, for example, I'll give an example, when you, I worked at, uh, at a phone company, uh, and there was these legacy plans. Mm-hmm. These plans and, and what they meant were, uh, things that existed before still supported today. Mm-hmm. That's what, you know, a legacy item. Right. Things that existed before that are supported today. So before that, you talked about it. So other mm-hmm. uh, scrolls online they talked about uh Fallout 76 before right. this this quote right this is these are the things he's talking about these things that are supported the mod community the oh, uh, yeah. all yeah. that stuff those are legacy things that we'll, they're always going to be supported and so there's an update to uh Fallout 4 for whatever reason uh an update to uh 76 it's going to be updated on every platform that exists they're going to support that in terms of contractual obligations we yeah. already know that Deathloop Tokyo Wire, uh, Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo comes out uh, on Xbox, time-exclusive, and also the chances of, uh, of Indiana Jones being a Lucasfilm-type uh, collaboration is probably gonna end up being multi-platform because that's a contract that they've already made. Right. That's what they're talking about. But for whatever reason, they wanna simply say that this isn't true, that, that, uh, that legacy means games like uh, Elder Scrolls, it's not happening, guys. I, I just want you guys to, to kind of get that out of your head. Uh, I want want to get those booty juice lubricated heads out the masses uh, because they got
1: a brown ring around their neck. <laughs>
0: <time. laughs> Xbox and Big bucks, they're gonna get the exclusive. At this point, it's all wordplay. Uh, with Gates like that, we already talked about. They're coming, It's it's wordplay. They, Phil Spencer is the CEO of a major company. Mm-hmm. Everything he says is under a microscope. Things he says can change outcomes, can change business plans, can change stock market value on words. So he has to give a little bit of, of, of he has to live, leave a little bit of room. But I'm sitting here today and I'm a CEO of a company, I tell you everything that's coming on our console is gonna be exclusive and then it's not. Mm-hmm. One little thing, it could be an indie game, it can be the fact that Deathloop comes out and it's not gonna come out on Xbox. Yeah, That's, I lied. I just like, <laughs> you know? So if I give you that little bit of wiggle room, there might be games that come out on, on everything. There might be remakes sure. and things like that.
1: Little um, new Fallout yeah, Shelter game. <laughs>
0: yeah, or like, let's say there's a, I would consider the word legacy meaning, let's say they remake or remaster Fallout 3. Mm-hmm. That'll probably come out on everything. Things like that, you know? That, that's kind of how I, I, I might interpret it if you want to talk about maybe new games, quote, unquote new games that come yeah. out. But, but ultimately, this is really just common sense. With the fact that Phil has uh, pretty much already uh, confirmed it, but you don't spend seven five billion dollars mm-hmm. if you're not willing, if you're not trying to, to you know, yeah, make exclusive games for your to your company, trying to move your move, sell yourself.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, I think all of this is really just a very glorified case of of PlayStation hardcore fans wanting their cake and eating it too. Yeah. Um, they just want the convenience of not having to go to an Xbox console, which, you know, I understand like $500 for a console is is not the cheapest. And, you know, um, even with the, you know, the stimmies we're getting, like you want to kind of best case scenario, perfect world. You'd love to have everything you want on one console, but it just doesn't work that way. And I think the other thing that people have to realize is welcome to competition. Yeah. This is, listen, I, I think a lot of people really, really got, the industry fucked up last generation when they saw that Xbox. I mean, not to say that Xbox didn't try; they obviously did, not they rebounded quite quite well from where things started with, with that generation. But there there wasn't a lot of activity in terms of acquisitions and in buy. Like there were like exclusive things here and there, but it, it. Listen, I remember a time when Resident Evil was a Nintendo exclusive. <laughs> like th- this this type of shit happens like this is and, and i think last gen because there was so little activity like this i think it made people kind of forget how cutthroat this industry can be and this is an example of microsoft essentially saying look we're not bullshitting around we we want to be in everybody's living room and and we are going to make this big fucking purchase to get people to support this console because we don't just want you to have a PlayStation. And, and, it's not enough for you.
0: And last Jet, people praise PlayStation and Sony for having these exclusive games, mm-hmm. right? No for one having, complained. Yeah. But the but but they had these games and they were praised because PlayStation has games. Xbox moves to do the same and, and, and being scrutinized by, by that same community that was was waving uh waving God God of War in, in people's faces. Yeah. You know, Spider Man in their faces. It's it's just kind of it's it's ridiculous and it's really just it's hypocritical because that's just the way these things do work. Like you said, yeah. right? We want you to come play in our system. Why? Why else would I spend that money? You know, yeah. like, to, to to buy a call uh, an entire company, a yeah. whole ass company for $7.5 dollars. Uh, yeah. but ultimately, uh, that's My, just,
1: Microsoft did not make a, a console for you guys to not need it.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> like, and, and that well, simple. Microsoft is moving towards to game pass. Yeah, they are, but they just released a brand new box. You think that they're gonna give up on it? What, four or five months in? What, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's my booty juice. Oh, uh man, topic there because
1: man, that was a lot of that was that was that was a lot of butt magic that just <laughs> fell over just <laughs> all over the place. Um, man, mine is is. <sighs> let me tell you something. Now, first of all, let me let me not sound completely ridiculous here because myself and Pablo do own PlayStation 5s. Yeah. So we are very privileged. I, I'm, I'm blessed Update. to have one. Um, but my booty Juice has to go out to all of these online retailers that have made it so fucking impossible to secure a next-gen console. Man, I... I told Pablo that I have been kind of shopping to 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 get a Series X, I'd say for the last three or four weeks. Um, pretty pretty diligently. Like I've I have like Wario 64's Twitter notifications on my phone, a couple others that are really reliable too, so that the second that there's an update, like hey, target's in stock, Best Buy's in stock, we'll get to Best Buy in a second. <laughs> like I, I I will I'm usually working at that time of day anyway, so I have my laptop open. I'll jump on as quickly as I fucking can. And every single time. And I I, I so sympathize with people who are still empty-handed right now
2: yeah.
1: that there's uh you know a, a new wave of inventory. Literally, you have two seconds to get through the checkout process and, and secure your purchase. Because what's happening right now is these, these online retailers do not have a good system in place that is preventing bots and scalpers from securing these consoles almost instantaneously. So there are there are there are literally times when I have waited to the exact minute when inventory was going in stock. The add to cart button is there. I click it. Sorry, we're out of stock. I will get to the add to cart, I'll get to the checkout process. Sorry, the product's out of stock. Why? Because these fucking idiot retailers, I think Amazon it might be the only exception where it, when you get to the checkout p- part of the process, they don't have anything in place to secure that that um, item in your in your cart. So if you don't check out fast enough, and God forbid they make you like type in the, that that CVV number on the back of your card, that two seconds completely ruins your your opportunity. Um, fuck Best Buy forever and ever, um, man. I. Dude, I, I don't think I told you this. I I got on at a time when their inventory was back in stock, and I have had an account with them forever. So I logged in. I had all my card information in. I'm I'm ready. To, I'm ready to fucking roll. And inventory comes in. I pick it up. I get I get to the fucking cart process. I get to the checkout process. I get to complete your purchase. I press the fucking button, and then it asks me to verify that my account exists. So it sends me this option of, do you want to verify your account with a code that's sent to your phone via text or email? So I'm like, oh my fucking goodness, I can't believe they're doing this right now. So I pick text, I have my phone right there, it's usually pretty quick, I can punch in the number in like, you know, a a, a second. So I do that, I get the the, the number that they sent to me to confirm my account, I punch it in, I submit it, and it sends me on this endless loop of more confirmations. Over and over and over again. Do
0: you think that's the way of them circumventing the traffic?
1: I don't know what it is, but it was it was, it was yes. man, it was straight diarrhea. Um, and, and so what ended up happening was I I had the unit in my my checkout, and so while I'm trying to do this and I'm I'm going through this endless pattern of of confirming my uh, my account on email and text messages, I'm on the phone with their support. I'm like, listen. This console is only in limited supply. I have to complete this purchase now. I don't know why it's giving me a problem. I've had this account forever. You can see I've made purchases on it. And then they're like, well, why don't you try using a different card? I'm like, no, I want to use the card that I actually want to use for this. Like, don't make me go and punch in something different. And then I, I'm literally on the phone with this guy for over an hour um, while I'm like trying to work. You know, I work from home, and I'm trying to get this thing figured out. Finally, the fucking console goes out of stock. And he goes, well, we can't complete the purchase because, uh, you know, the the item that you want isn't even in stock, sir. Motherfucker. What do you think I've been trying to tell you this entire time? So he concluded that the whole reason why nothing worked was because it wasn't in stock, but it was the entire time. So, of course, I go full-blown Karen. My bob haircut was bumped. You understand me? I I wait to get to the supervisor thing, and I get to the supervisor, and of course, they're, I'm so sorry. There's nothing we can do, and you know they try to like you know. Well, I mean, uh, if you need some help with uh, with your account, we can redirect you to your to our uh, account team. Like I don't fucking okay. I, I hung up, hung up. Um, Listen to Linkin Park for about a solid two hours because um, everything was crawling under my skin at that point. And the wounds didn't heal yet, as you can hear. Um, I don't know what.
0: <laughs> He's crying in the oh, no.
1: How do you know that shit, though? Uh, no, anyways, so yeah, man, my, my booty juice just goes out to these retailers. Like, they. Listen, it it's. It's so frustrating to have literal milliseconds. Like I'm good at stopping my microwave before just before it beeps, like a millisecond. Like I I got that skill, Pat. Like you worked worked on it. But but come on, like I I'm not gonna like whiz through a website and then you have to confirm you need a fucking blood sample from me, a piss sample too. Like I don't know what these people need just to complete a purchase. But like it's gotta get better than this. Like I understand. Inventory is low. It's tough. Like Sony and Microsoft are doing the best they fucking can, but these retailers but, can do way better.
0: We're not. We're not. Um, you and I. We, we don't work for these Fortune five hundred companies and trying to um, kind of get people prepared for. A really, but we're, we're nobodies in that sense. And we yes. knew going into it that the consoles were going to be an limited supply. It was going to be hard to get. We knew that beforehand. How yeah. come? How come these motherfuckers didn't know that? What? How come they? or this guy try to tell you uh Bruh. well um, you know it because stuff like how are they not prepared for this
1: and that's not even the worst part now these retailers are literally advertising like 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 almost as a marketing technique now like oh it's 3 p.m. EST you want to come to target.com because we're going to have Xbox Series X restocks and PS5 restocks get them while you can like all just to to get attention now so now it, it almost works against them to to make this more convenient for people yeah. because they want the craze, they want the the, the excitement, they want like that bra- that that Black Friday like burst through the door thing for these consoles I to say, look at us.
0: I see the morning videos. They come up for Xbox, they might leave with a patio chair.
1: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's a T. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but man, they just just absolutely ridiculous, man. And and again, I have a PS5. I know I'm I shouldn't be as Animated as I am, but for fuck's sake, man! It, it, this, these 1998 built-ass websites, man. Can they? Can they not? They're so bad. So, but yeah. Anyways, man, that that's 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 the juice for me, uh, and, and it is quite booty sourced, <laughs> booty derived juice, um, fresh squeeze. So, fresh
0: squeeze.
1: Man, yeah. That that was it for me. Um, so I think I think we're kind of good to jump into our checkpoint chat. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready. Let's do
1: it. Now, if you guys recall. Uh, Our Checkpoint Chat is kind of a next gen console tale of the tape, uh, where we are going to kind of run through the big three, uh, that being Xbox Series X and S, the Switch and the Switch Pro, as well as the PlayStation 5, to kind of talk through uh, their strengths, their weaknesses, or our concerns about the consoles or the companies. And there's just our final thoughts about how we think that these consoles are gonna uh, fare, um, you know, throughout this generation. So, um, you know, we're gonna kind of run through them one at a time. and I think the best place to start, since we're kind of already in, in a good rhythm with Microsoft, we talked about them a lot. Let's go ahead and get them out of the way. Yeah. Um, so, so, Pablo, I'll kind of – kind of, uh, I'll English, and then I'll pass English it to thing. you. <laughs> so, uh, passing it to you. Um, so, as far as the Xbox Series X and S, what, what would you say are the biggest things yeah. going for them right now as far as strengths? I,
0: I think that um, there's two things that really stand out for me. And that one is Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, 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 you find it'd be really hard to find anybody who has a bad thing to say about it uh, without there being some crazy, you know... PlayStation
1: Twitter. Now is better.
0: Yeah. Because it really is just an incredible <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so good. idea in terms of its execution. The fact that they are literally giving you all their first-party games quote-unquote, free in that system. That is... I I've I could have thought... I could have man, imagined a Netflix of games, but I never would have thought that, yeah. you know, I was going to play Gears 5, Forza Horizon 4, for free, uh-huh. right? For free, because I'm paying $50 a month, and those games are $60 so yeah. each. And, and and that really is a... a it, That is a product of them getting their asses handed to them by PlayStation. But that oh, yeah. also shows their ability to be able to pivot and be able to change and adapt which brings me to my number two thing in terms of why what what xbox has and that's phil spencer oh yeah uh phil spencer is a huge part of this if you guys remember uh when xbox one was first announced dan matrick was the ceo of of xbox and
1: (laughs) he was rich
0: my man he was rich (laughs) and did he play games i honestly don't know his history uh but he was like, if y'all, uh, if y'all want to play games without internet, buy Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, Africans. Like that's what I'm saying, right? People who don't have internet, like the third world countries.
1: That's true, though. It's yeah, actually it, it's it happened. Like,
0: it's like you know, it's terrible. It's and it, 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 it's so crazy because a couple of years before that, years before that, uh, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation did the same thing with like PlayStation Three. Is like, well, if you want to afford it, oh yeah, you know, it get another a second, uh, job. second job, yeah. right? So it's one of those things where. That pitfall was there. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw it. It was attributed to the one of the reasons why Xbox 360 was dominant. Mm-hmm. And here comes Dan Magic and repeats it. Something similar, <laughs> right? Yeah. And the whole entire always connected, not being the
1: Oh the DRM, check-in yeah, 24 hours. Uh connect to yeah.
0: all all those insane ideas that uh existed and a vision that Don Magic had was basically this is a console. For not video games,
1: TV, 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 TV.
0: And, yeah, and and people listen, and, and I know with, with, with all I need for TV on my Xbox is the applications, Amazon right. Prime, Netflix. That's all I need. I don't need a studio, a
1: full on guide. Yeah,
0: I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, nobody did, and that was a problem. And Xbox was uh, dead in the water. You know, DOA, dead, on, dead on arrival. There was no way that Xbox was going to survive. They make changes. They bring on Phil Spencer. They promote him from I think he was like, uh, like what Matt Booty is now, like yeah. part the first uh, studio you know head mm-hmm. and make make him CEO. And he meticulously goes through everything, and he has to literally redefine the the ethos, uh, go through everything, and and tell us again what the Xbox now is. Right. He has to overcome so much. He's not very successful in 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 doing that in the vision that Don Magic wanted. So he takes out the uh, the K- yeah. Kinect is gone. The DRM thing went, went away before the Xbox came out. Uh, but then uh, he implements uh, new studios, right? Uh, then he, he Game Pass comes out, and that's the game changer. Game Pass comes out, and too good to be true, right? What's the hook? What's mm-hmm. the, oh, easy. The subscription. They're making what? I, I read somewhere they're making, like, uh, seven hundred and fifty million dollars a month or something like that on Game Pass subs alone. Yeah, you know they're making their money, um, and, and and I think that's what Xbox has going for them. And then the fact that Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, they're really all about um, making the player experience better. Full backwards compatibility all about yeah. the way to Xbox. Yep. You know, just recently they they announced a new uh, FPS mode. Uh, oh, the boost. Or, yeah, uh, the boost mode for. They, they 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 are all about the games in a way that um, in a way that they've never been before uh, they're all focused on making this the system not where you go watch TV mm-hmm. but where you play all your games from all your life I have like a 300 plus 400 something like that library on my Xbox and I can play almost all of them on an Xbox one and I, I probably can, and I'll be able to play it on my Xbox series X yeah there's no I don't have to think about that anymore yeah. Back in the day, you go from PlayStation two to three. That's it. Those games are done. Yeah, this is an
1: actual ecosystem. Right.
0: No. So if right, and it's actual ecosystem, and, and you know, PlayStation five is not far behind on that instance in, either. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that uh, ultimately, uh, Xbox has the firepower to compete, to be elite, to be the number one video game company of this generation. They have all those tools available to them. Yeah, and uh, you know, Phil Spencer now he's going to be able to shut it because the things he's been working on they're going to come into fruition now because you you dropped them in the middle of, of the Xbox calamity and he had nothing in development, nothing yeah, was coming. that's so true. He had, a, he had to work on that. We got to, we got some good titles, you know, but ultimately we also got games like Crackdown Three, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at the end of the day, I, I really do feel that Xbox has. That going for it, and mm-hmm. and, and with it with the system itself, I, I think we all know the specs. I don't know. Do you want to talk about specs? Or?
1: Yeah, we can do that.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, in terms of specs itself, I mean the the, the system with the uh, the the solid state drive. I can read them off here if you're looking for that. I mean, the eight the eight X Zen two core, uh, all that stuff. This is a beefy yeah system, yeah, and and it is. I think one of the things that Xbox does really well, as well, is uh, they're really focused on hardware-software integration. Yep. Uh, and I think that comes through in the design of the Xbox, which mm-hmm. is industrial, it does look kind yeah. of industrial, but also in the fact that it is, uh, it works, and it has this integration with the software, and then it has incredible technology with the backwards compatibility. Uh, Todd, uh, uh, Todd Howard was on the uh, round table, and yeah. he says, people who don't make games don't understand how hard that is. To not only be able to play Morrowind, or you know, yeah. but also be able to play it in 4K. Like it is, he goes, it is, it is revolutionary. This is what he mm-hmm. said, right? And it's not appreciated enough because, and now it's so common now, hey, this game is running at 64K, but this game came out. 15 20 years yeah ago, that's the thing you know? yeah so it's so if it, it, this technology that Xbox is but and it has in a system I, I don't think we're really going to be able to appreciate it till down the road when things start to really when the race starts to really get into it in terms of using all the firepower of systems and we're really going to start seeing differences between all the systems that are, that are coming because I think that the Xbox series X uh, the potential it, it, it has not been tapped yet it has not been I was just going to say yeah. that. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: man, if they if they nail it, if they uh, I don't want to call it a dark horse because it's I mean it's it's part of a big three, yeah. but like man, the the potential to just absolutely kill it with this generation is sky fucking high if they play their cards right. Yeah. Um so I'm really excited. I don't I don't have a lot to add to what you said to be honest cuz I think you got to touch on most everything. I will just say that I think that their deep pockets even though it pisses people off um, that they're acquiring, you know, what they've acquired, and there's still rumors that they're they're not quite done yet. Yeah. I I think that is a strength of theirs, and people could say, well, oh, it's Microsoft, and you know, they have like endless you know money to spend, and yeah, they do. But you know, it, it's 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 great to see that they're willing to spend that money and not play it too conservative, um, and and just go for it. You know, like I, I want them to be cutthroat competitive because I, again, as I mentioned earlier, people have, are so used to seeing. Microsoft just kind of, you know, Hypothetically, not hypothetically, but metaphorically speaking, just kind of on their backs yeah. and just kind of letting Sony just kind of take the lead and take the win And I think everybody likes Microsoft better when they're the runner-up yeah. and, and and when they really want to go for your throat They're gonna do it and I kind of I applaud, I applaud them for that. I love that competitive side of them I love the fact that they're not they're not pussyfooting around and they're not just resting on their laurels so I would definitely say that they're deep pockets is going to make a huge difference for them
0: yeah and, and, and again and i said this last last episode but phil spencer is comes across as this nice guy who wants everybody to, to
1: savagery be, though behind he, the scenes he's
0: a stone cold guy, no man.
1: regard for human life i
0: mean you take you take one of the most prestigious uh studios in all of video games and you're like now it's mine <laughs> this is mine now like you know and then and then, and then one of the things as well uh, that i don't think it's enough praise is the fact that you can actually use uh Xbox One control, right? Accessories. Oh yeah, yeah. that compatibility. Sorry. Compatibility stuff, mm-hmm. and, and and then uh, Project XCloud,
1: you know. Oh, we totally forgot about yeah, that. A, yeah, a, dude. A,
0: a a a thing that they talk about, um, sparingly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But at the end of the day, uh, it's some, it's a, it's a thing that companies like Google, Amazon is getting into now. Google's kind of flopping out of it. Yeah. They have that integrated into their system again. Integration. This is what what Xbox does, and 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 you know, and we talk about not making this a, the versus PlayStation Five. But yeah, one of the things, one of my things with PlayStation Five or PlayStation Sony period, is that they don't do this well. They don't do the, that kind of integration as well. And and then ultimately, with Phil Spencer on the helm, it feels like there's a human being in the there. You know, doing yeah. what they. Xbox feels very robotic. I mean, a PlayStation feels robotic. And Nintendo static. does too. Yeah, and oh, Nintendo for sure. They're very distant. And I and I just think that's unfair in a sense to really compare because that's the Japanese culture. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, I really think that here's here's kind of my my, my thing. If Xbox can't make this work with the Series X, mm-hmm. they're dead in the water. Like they they generally might have an X console left in them. Yeah. But if everything that they have going for them right now with Game Pass with the fact that they bought Bethesda, but with the fact that they bought Obsidian, okay? Obsidian is- Don't this, forget
1: about an that. Incredible
0: yeah. RPG, they, they have the avow game coming out. Yeah. They had bought Rare in the past, right? They're, they're grabbing up these studios, Ninja Theory, mm-hmm. all these great studios that make really great games. And if they can't deliver, on that, then that's gonna be that's gonna be it for
1: them. Well, that kind of segues into the weaknesses. I I think one of more so a concern is just their handling of some of their biggest franchises. I mean, a lot of what they've done has been pretty fucking baffling at times. Yeah. Like, you know, there's franchises that just have never been used for or haven't been used in a long time for just inexplicable reasons. Like, why did it take so long to get a new Fable? Why why did you buy Rare but you didn't really use any of those IPs until? almost just recently with the Perfect Dark shit, and at this point, like, I don't think the hype for that is as big as it could have been years ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and not to say that they obviously made Perfect Dark Zero, but I mean, like, it was gone for a while, and people thought, like, what were they gonna do? So, and obviously we, we have to talk about Halo. I mean, you know, yeah obviously the Infinite yeah. storyline with the delay, and you know, the way it kind of, you know, it was presented yeah. was, was bad, but Halo 5 has has really took took a lot of shit and deservingly so. Halo 4, I, I liked Halo 4 for I the most too. part. Yeah. Um but you know it 343, the Master Chief Collection came out broken for almost two years. Yeah. Like like things like that cannot continue to, to happen to their franchises. Like Gears is is in great shape, thank God. Oh, but right. um but man, they cannot let their ten pole franchise just dwindle like that. So it, it's And that kind of brings me to my to my biggest concern about them which is unforced errors like release halo when it's when it's ready and when it's right like don't don't set yourself up for this shit and then you have to pull the carpet out from under people um and then make them wait another year like i'm glad that they did that because i would rather it be right than be out early i think there's a miyamoto quote about something like that but like Stuff like that, and I would also say, you know, even though they they, they pivoted back very quickly, but when they uh, changed the pricing for like Xbox yes. Live Gold and shit like that, and they they finally decided to make free to play games playable without having to subscribe to their uh, to their happened. service, like that kind of shit can't happen, Microsoft, like. They are in a position where – and it was funny because like literally right after they, they, they fixed the whole pricing thing and went back to the original thing, like it was nothing but like a week later where they came out with like these numbers about how profitable uh, Xbox has been for Microsoft and it's like well then why the fuck did you do that like there was no reason to do that It was on, it was not an answer to anything that Sony did. It was not like a, a, a You know a future-proofing move It was generally like Let's see if we can get away with getting a little bit more money out of people and just saying that oh It's it's because we want you to you know get the better deal with game pass But they did it so artificially that people were on to yeah. it and and, and and I think that that kind of thing has to stop happening like you know, we've moved beyond it and people don't talk about it anymore, but like that kind of stuff is what continues to be the thorn in their side, like no one made you do that, so just stop getting in your own way and, and really be thorough, really be thoughtful, and be intentional about the, the choices that you're making, and you know for as much as we've gushed about Phil Spencer you know, that kind of thing does fall on him, of course right, so, you know it, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I don't expect him to be perfect, and I don't expect Microsoft to be perfect but like Things like that have to be kept to an absolute minimum because the the criticism on Microsoft is at times unfairly high compared to the criticism that other uh, that the Nintendos and Sony's of the world receive. So they they don't have the luxury of rebounding as easily from things as those two companies. We'll get into more of that later on, but like th- those are my biggest concerns. Just just stick with what works and don't fuck things up that that um, you don't have to tinker with.
0: It's super weird because. In a lot of ways, they act like the company, the underdog, right? Yeah. But then other ways, they almost act like if that's the way they do it, because that's the way they do it. Fuck you, like it's a you, little bullyish. Like the like yeah. the whole entire uh, you know playing free to play games still have having gold, gold. That's terrible. Yeah. You know, and then and then I think the biggest uh, possible weakness, or it's a weakness because when you look at PlayStation 5's library of games. They're proven things, proven entities. Everything that we've talked about, about Bethesda, about Obsidian, about all those games, all that, we're, it's, we're assuming yeah. we're gonna knock it up. Hope box.
1: Star feels great.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're making these assumptions. Yeah. And, and that's where you get a little bit uh, nervous mm-hmm. because forever, the complaint has been fairly that Xbox doesn't have games. Yeah. When Xbox finally had games, are they trash mm-hmm. what's what's the point you know right so not only does xbox have to be perfect in terms of their execution of the uh, of these uh, companies but their games have to almost be perfect and that in itself is very hard to do look at look at examples look at cyberpunk you know mm-hmm. this is hailed as the perfect game You know, I fell into the trap of saying there's no way this game could be terrible.
1: Yeah, so did I. You
0: know, because of everything in terms of the of the the company behind it, because of what Witcher Three was, but it doesn't that doesn't matter. Your past accomplishments don't really matter, but they do in Mm -hmm. terms of what could the future be. But you have none, nothing to look back on. This is all new stuff. You're literally pulling it from nothing. You're literally assuming because you want Xbox to do it because you're a fan of Bethesda because you're a fan of. But, you know, a Valve's going to be different. Yeah. A Valve can be terrible. Gears 6 can be awful, you know? Exactly. So all these things are are coming out. And and, and that's another thing. Even though you and I love Gears 4, 5, 5 more than 4. Yeah.
1: uh,
0: Many people think that that franchise is dying. Yeah, or stale. Yeah, many say that Halo is dying, right? So Mm -hmm. everything that Xbox once saw as their Zelda and Mario are no longer that for them. Yeah. You know, Infinite is kind of everybody has their eye on Infinite, but I almost feel like Infinite can't, will not appease everybody. Oh, I'm sure Infinite, it will. There's so much being put into what this game could be. Yeah. I don't think it'll be as bad as Cyberpunk, and I think it'll actually, I like, hope it'll be a good game. I just think people yeah. are going to nitpick the shit out of it because, so they have to be able to, to, to adapt to that. They have to be able to, to know that that's going to happen, and, and, and they have to yeah. make the games that are close. To perfect
1: and that's going to be a challenge yeah uh, I so. agree Yeah, but well, let's say overall my final thoughts before we move on to, to, to Nintendo is I, I think that the future is bright for, for Microsoft I think they have a lot of really good potential to shock the shit out of people um, if, if they play their cards right if they don't have those unforced errors and they really take better care of their biggest franchises and so um, I I think they're going to have a really solid generation I don't know about you
0: yeah, I, I, everything you said in terms of the final thoughts, I yeah. I agree with everything you're saying because I, I think that they have all the the, the makings of an incredible yeah. uh, run. They have they literally have all the supplies right to to, to build this incredible thing. Uh, and yep. so it's really just up to them, uh, Phil Spencer and the Xbox team to make this work. And I feel that they can, but nothing is certain these days, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. All right. So. Um it's time to pull up on your switch. Pull up, all right, um, man. Nintendo, Nintendo has been so fucking Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I've always described that. I don't know if I said it like this uh, when we talked about them in, in our first episode. Um, but I've always thought of Nintendo as that that they've always been on a, sh- a straight trajectory, and. Where they go is where they go, and there's there's going to be times when that trajectory overlaps with our expectations and hopes, and then there's just going to be times where that trajectory is going to go so far into left field that you're like, oh my god, what are they? Are they even paying attention? Do they even care? Are they even listening? And I, I think that for the most part, you know, looking at their their journey so far with the switch, which according to them is 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 at the about the halfway mark of its life cycle. Um, I would say that they have been a little bit better than what they have been like in the past. Yes. Um, and I, I do consider that a shrink. So, to start with that, that I, I do think that they have been uh, at least somewhat more cognizant of what people would like to see. Um, and and I've, I've found that, like, looking at like, their amazing 2017 uh, lineup, their 2018 games, um, man they really knocked it out of the park in ways that we didn't even know we wanted with right. games like breath of the wild going taking the, the zelda franchise into open world um you know how they kept splatoon 2 uh, so interesting and, and, and fun um you know building on what they what they established with the first game and obviously smash is still going strong and, oh, yeah. and probably will forever you know like they they know their bread and butter and and that is their strength is that they're not going to they're not gonna fuck that, that up too often. Yeah. I I really haven't. I don't know of any game, maybe other than you know Skyward Sword, which by Nintendo standards really isn't an awful game, but it's just, you know, it, it's one of the rare occasions where I, they com- they completely went in a direction that just kind of didn't work out. Um, but like the, I, I fully have that confidence. Like coming off the heels of uh, talking about Xbox, like I have confidence that like the next Mario Kart is gonna be great. I have confidence that the Zelda sequel that's coming out in 2022 for sure 100% well, <laughs> is going to be great um, I, 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 and, and as much as I'm not a huge Mario guy I they, at the very least you can say that it, they're going to cr- create a very solid Mario game you know so I, I like that stability I like that that sense of security that I get in knowing that when I have their console um, I can trust that they they're going to they're gonna do right by us in, in some respect. Um, so I would say that's their strength and, and obviously just their, their ingenuity. Um, you know, it, it, it's obviously a, an old thing, but just the, you know, the, the novelty of a hybrid console like this is really cool. And, um, you know, with the rumors of the Switch Pro being what it is and them kind of taking that, that point five ish kind of step up um, with that potential release uh, maybe later this year, according to the rumors, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they kind of build on this. And I, I don't, I don't know if they're ever gonna go back to something traditional again and, and I don't know if people are gonna necessarily want that. I think yeah. people still like the the fact that they can take it on the go, keep it at home, and it's it's they can kinda of use it as they need it in, in that way that, you know, the the, the corny ass commercials kinda of show off sometimes. But it funny, I, I though, think it's cool.
0: Those commercials I mean, and a lot of times they ended up being kind of like what people actually do. Exactly. Yeah. Well,
1: other than like rooftop parties.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, that. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think that's a huge strength, um, you know, in, in my opinion. I, that, that sense of stability uh, is definitely a big one for me. What are, what are some of the strengths that stand out to you?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you've covered uh, most of them. Uh, you know, Nintendo has the benefit of having legendary games, right? Games that literally created the basis of all video games, right? Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. So. They have, they'll always have that uh, that going for them, and so when they release a Zelda game, a Mario game, uh, those are going to be events, and and in yeah. a Pokemon game, you know, you know those those are going to be massive events, and that's something that you're never going to be able to take away from Nintendo. Uh, yeah, the, the ingenuity, the system itself. Uh, you know, many have done tried before with the Vita, you know, but integrating a, a home console with the ability of actually being able to, to use it as a handheld. Yeah, you know, really marries uh, kind of the things that they've had with the three DS and the and the and the Wii, like kind of marrying those two to a perfect console. With literally having the worst beta testing of all time with the Wii U, right? You oh know, man! Yeah, that's yeah. like the public beta testing. Oh god! Kind One of the worst consoles of all time because it it was billed as what the Switch is, except it wasn't any of that. It was a PU. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I agree. And yeah. then, look, and this gener this generation of in terms of the Switch games, bangers. Yeah, we, they just I mean, look, regardless of how you feel about certain things, like the rest of the Wild, right? Uh, mario odyssey and then the the thing that people are really latching on to things that i like is games like divinity original sin 2 Mm -hmm. being playable on the switch it's a it's a you know an rpg game sure it's on all the consoles but the fact that you have that you can play it yeah on the consoles Same thing with 80s just happened like diablo and stuff like that diablo uh it says doom celeste i love celeste handheld you know uh Games like that, you know, they really, really uh, almost provide a new way of playing. Like, I love Inside. Love Inside. I, I beat the shit out of that game. But, you know, I always look at him and should I buy it? again? just sitting on the couch and just kind of playing it. But, no, you know why I won't buy it, Marco? Because it leads me to one of his weaknesses.
1: Talk about it.
0: Joy-Con drift. Let's just talk about all of that in terms of the weakness. The weakness is one. They're, they are terrible at communicating.
2: Oh, my God.
0: They're, they're so bad. Like, they, they, the Nintendo Directs, yeah, those are awesome. But they are shrouded in such a fucking cult system. Uh, it's, like, it's like a cult. Like, oh, get, you're never going to guess what's hell, what Mario's going to be in today. Golf, you're going to play golf. Yeah, play golf. You know, <laughs> it's, you know it's, it's these weird Directs and, and like, tonality of it. I, I enjoy them for what they are, but yeah. it, it's such a weird kind of like talking down to me uh, approach. to, to Praise to, us, yeah,
1: bow to us,
0: and then obviously the the, the hardware aspect. Joycon is awful.
1: Oh my god, what is
0: happening there,
1: dude? All these years too, come on, yeah. bro. Uh,
0: and then the fact that the system is out during a time where new systems are out, yeah, you know? and that's less about it itself, more about the timing of the console because they've always been a little off in terms
1: of yeah like a generation uh, yeah. so or so behind yeah,
0: yeah. they take in the mantle of the dreamcast right right uh <laughs> but you know it's just it's hard and we've talked about this and, and you we want to talk and you say did you you know the first world problems playing PlayStation Five game all day Ooh, and jumping over to a switch game fam,
1: it's I, hard. i, I was just gonna say that yeah
0: unless it's stylistically like you know like a breath of the wild or, or or something like that where yeah you know it, it the art style helps it out, but man, oh man, dude, I, I, it sounds
1: it, I, it it does sound very privileged to say, but like, I don't want to play games that look like this anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, I, or run like this. Like, you know, we talked about Age of Calamity running at, at negative three frames per fucking second. Like, yes. it you know they have this new Pokemon game with a trailer. It the the frame rate was so bad I thought it was the stream quality. Yeah, like. The, you know, and, and you know, Switch Pro. We'll see what it, you know what it does. We kind of have some some you know somewhat concrete-ish details about what it's going to be and what it's not going to be. Um, but man, it, it's it's a tough sell because these games are still fifty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. And and it's like, okay, why would I want to play a, a multi-platform version of a game that I can play on PS Five that's at sixty frames that isn't coughing and wheezing at four, you know, when it comes to resolution. Like, why would I want to do that? And so it does become a matter of, like, where I'm getting the most bang for my buck. Um, and if you happen to be, again, if, you, if you're if you privileged enough to have a PS5 or Series X, then you kind of understand it. But, but, like, it's just a tough sell, man. It, I mean, it's a tough sell.
0: For example, the most recent example, Apex Legend comes out of the Nintendo Switch. And everything I've seen, it runs fine. Thirty. That's dirty. But it looks, and that's the thing, man. It looks like I think it has like a five point five Metacritic. It is it looks so bad that it is because it, it actually makes you worse at the game because of draw distance. Yeah. And they're really bad. They're really, really bad. I I would say I think you're a serial killer. If you turn off your PlayStation 5, you turn on your Switch <laughs> <to play laughs> Apex Legends.
1: Dude, the only reason you do it is if you want to play against like like rookie-ass players. I did that with Fortnite. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah,
0: the first time I played Fortnite on Switch, I won. Oh, it was baby mode. I won. The way. I was like, wait, and then I found out it's but a that it. But that is Yeah. No, nah, but still, it, it, it's ridiculous because, and again, it's unfair because it's just a product of its time. Yeah. But these games are gonna get better. Mm-hmm. And so, a Nintendo Switch is gonna see less of these ports. And... Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's that's a big draw, the fact that you can play Doom handheld. That's awesome. Yeah. But you can't. You're not going to be
1: able to do that with future games. And, yeah. You know. It, it's it's yeah. It, it's a huge problem, and and it's part of the reason why I, I really I'm worried about their releases over the next couple of years. Not in terms of first party stuff, but I mean it has been a little dry at times for first parties too. But I, I'm a little worried about how third parties are going to start treating Switch hardware moving and, forward, pro or not.
0: But not only not only. Not only for the Switch or the Switch Pro, because you said it yourself, they're probably never going to go away from this kind of system. I doubt. How, it. how powerful can an Nvidia Shield actually be within a acceptable price range? Mm-hmm. Because if the new Switch Two comes out, it, is it going to be as powerful as PlayStation Five on handheld mode? I don't think so. It's
1: probably PlayStation Four. So
0: oh, automatically, or PS4 Pro or automatically the future. Of the system mm-hmm. cast out on the fact that it can play a PlayStation 5 game, I mean, uh, you know the third-party stuff. It'll yeah. end up being like the Wii U where the Wii U hardly got any any uh, third-party support because it was oh, dying, it was bad. It was, but it, also, and what we had was like yeah.
1: like bloatware bullshit. It yeah. was terrible. Because
0: of the integration of the, of the controller. As yeah, well. I mean so yeah.
1: Yeah, so I mean my final thoughts about it is is Look, I, I again, I think Nintendo will will always have their their loyalists um, for better or for worse, deserved or not. I think they'll still have great games. I think there'll be plenty of awesome uh, games to, to come. But I'm I'm really I'm a little bit more concerned with them than I thought I'd be because I think that the problem for for someone like me, and I'm not everybody, and everybody hey. ain't me. And you Understand me? Uh, is is that to me the Switch Switch Pro whatever? is I don't know if it really has enough to be someone's main console, unless you're a kid. You know what I mean? It's, it's always that that secondary console that collects dust, but just enough uh, stuff comes out to keep you kind of coming back to it or returning to games like Smash or whatever, like or, or Animal Crossing if you're into that. But like, I just wonder, like, do they have enough in the tank? Do they have enough in terms of their strategy and their, their planning for the years to come to really be a system that could could stand on its own because it, it's in its own lane in all, all these great ways that make it so unique and so special against Sony and Microsoft who who are kind of very similar-ish to each other, right? But that, that uniqueness also works against them in, in a lot of ways when it comes to the way they treat hardware and graphical fidelity, when it comes to um, their relationship with third parties and how they can get those games to come over on their platform and look and run okay and not look like fucking cataracts like <laughs> <laughs> like Apex Legends does. So I, I think my final thoughts are I don't. I would never say that I think Nintendo's in trouble you're not selling that many units in, 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 in trouble, you're just not but I do think that they have a lot of work left to do when it comes to being an attractive console for a hardcore gamer um you know, again, they have franchises people love, Zelda, Zelda, Mario's Mario, we get all that, but I think that they still have a ways to go to really connect with hardcore gamers well enough to be more than just that other console in the living room. Um, at least for grown folk like me. What do you think?
0: Yeah, so my final thoughts on that is, I think that Nintendo is not concerned with being your main console, right? Um, a powerful console, they don't care about that. They want mm-hmm. to do what they want to do and they want to do what works for them. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I appreciate that because the Switch is not like the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X. It is definitely a different kind of console, for mm-hmm. better for worse. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a thing about it, uh, the thing about Nintendo, uh, it's not Microsoft. Microsoft has the money. Well, Nintendo has money too, but like, Microsoft is about the technology right yeah. it's about advancing the technology PlayStation 5 is like that too and it's about giving you these incredible experiences and in software right yeah Nintendo is somewhere in, in between but the thing with Nintendo is that they'll come out with these kind of not great consoles like GameCube is not louder that's like one of the best consoles right
1: Oh, I saw uh, somebody tweet about oh GameCube is like the GOAT console Like uh, shut the fuck and, up
0: but, it was okay yeah, it, was it was fine like it had great, great help by the software on it you know yeah. uh, Metroid Prime games and all that good stuff yeah but then they pivoted to the Wii and mm-hmm. that was a that's like their biggest console yeah. it was a fucking and, and you can let, let's go back to like NES right mm-hmm. first of all, its kind all right SNES kind of like a, an upgraded version of that right you know then they had the 2004, before which I like and I, I appreciate and, and, it, and it's a powerful console but it was kind of like contradictory with the whole it was uh, obscure yeah, yeah. so the that controller. was great and then the game, you know, they, they, they they fall to these weird places where it's like, okay, you guys are you know, <laughs> not doing so. And then they exactly. come up with the Wii. And you're like, holy shit, the Wii revolutionized video games all over again. Oh, you couldn't man. find it. Phenomenon, yeah. And then the Wii U. And it's like, all right. And then they got the 3DS platforms going strong. Listen, there was a point in time where uh, Sony and Nintendo were trying to partner up, right? The, yeah, the, the, So they they were. The Nintendo was in trouble. They, they needed help. Yeah. So I would never... I say all that to say I will never count Nintendo out. There could be a, and next year they could sit down and be like Switch Two is coming out alongside the Nintendo 98, and it's fucking more powerful than the PlayStation. <laughs> you know what I mean? They yeah. could come out and be like, no, no, like uh, this monster system that is powerful as shit, but also the version that will play on the Switch type thing. Like, yeah, they, they can do anything, and 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 I wouldn't be surprised because that they do that. That's that's a thing that they've done before. So, you know, I, I feel that they're in a great place. I, I think that they're really concerned about, uh, they're not concerned about anything but doing the, and that's great. Uh, as a person that loves video games in that sense, I'll probably always own a Nintendo console, but it's definitely shifts from me being a Nintendo, you know, that's my main Apologist? Console. Well, I, yeah, well, I am, I am, because- Well, you did, I'm
1: proud of you. You you, you were You were held, you were quite critical. But
0: I, because I mean, I think ultimately, there's it's hard to 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 to, to look at everything and be like, "What?" Because <laughs> they you sound like a like a like yeah, a idiot, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just could. have faith in Nintendo can rectify uh, their issues, but at the same time, they don't care to do that. Yeah, and that could that could hurt them. You know, they could also yeah. be like, people just give up on the Switch. Like, yeah, what?
1: it won't hurt their money, but it could hurt you know some some right. of their image for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm at. cool. All right, so. Um, let's let's go ahead and talk about PlayStation Five. That's that's kind of a popular console, right? Yeah, um, people seem to like it. It's a thing. Um, it's the fifth one of the thing. So, um, man, uh, you know, this console is is really, 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 um, really good. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and I think that that so far. Um, what I've seen from Sony, uh, for the most part, and there's obviously weaknesses, but there's a lot of stuff that I think has been really awesome to see that not, not just from what they've done with PS5, but kind of where they left off with PS4 um, in terms of kind of setting a tone and giving us a, a taste of what to expect for this, this console cycle um, that I'm really, really excited about. So I think the first one for me, and we touched on it a, a little while ago, but I think it's their, their, their first party is just very, very stable. Um, and I think it's stable on, on two different levels. I think number one, when it comes to the way that they handle their 10-pole their franchises, um, God of War probably being the best example of this, um, is just brilliant stuff. I mean, yes. it you know uh, gave that, that franchise such a shot in the arm that it needed from being so stale and so, uh, you know, redundant for so many years, they knew how to revive it and bring it back and bring it back the right way. And you love to see that kind of thing. And then I think the second part of it is really just admiring how fearless they are when it comes to creating new IPs. Um, and, and look, some of them don't always go the best, but I love the fact that they're willing to 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 kind of go for it. Um, that's how we get games like Ghost of Tsushima. You know, that we never saw coming. And, and for a while, at least for you and I, we weren't even sure if that was going to be that great of a game. Right. Oh, um, yeah. I
0: was for sure it was going to be like Days Gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. But speaking of Days Gone, you know, it didn't. It wasn't the game people hoped it would be, but they took a chance and they presented us with an open world zombie game that, um, you know, I, I think was okay. But, you know, just the fact that they went for that and they tried it out, I, I love to can see I, that.
0: Can I tell you something? What? I think that PlayStation 5 first party has only made one actual bad game.
1: And is that Horizon? No, no, no. It's,
0: it's not a bad <laughs> No, no, no. It's an overrated but it's a game. It's not bad It's the Order 1886. I think that's the only game oh, that's actually yeah. bad.
1: That was like a almost a glorified tech demo for a while.
0: Well, it was like the, all the promises of a Gears game yeah, and then a, a Victorian uh, werewolf. Man,
1: I will say, it, it, man, I was hyped about that game, though. It looked cool it looked as fuck.
0: But again, that game, today, part two. I I'd like to see that shit.
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it, but yeah. I, I don't think it's going to happen. No, but 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 still, and all I, you know, even with games like Paternal, like we're not really looking forward to it ourselves. But I, I again, they could have just played it safe, gone with all the sequels and all the the well known franchises that we all know. Uh, even games like Destruction All Stars. Again, we're not talking about cream of the crop new franchises here or anything, but just the fact that you're seeing them take that step and try shit out. It, I, I love that about them. And it makes yeah. me excited because once they do find that thing that works, once they do find that Ghost of Tsushima, man, it now that's in their 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 Rolodex forever or oh, damn near. Sure. So, you know, it, I, I like the fact they take those chances, even though the odds don't always work out. The one time it does, man, does it work. Um, I, I think to that, um, you know, bouncing off of like their IPs in, in, in first party and looking at the console itself, I, I, I think that. I think that a lot of people coming into this generation with Series X versus PS5 in terms of hardware, and not that we're trying to compare these two against each other directly like like too much, but like there were a lot of people that that really thought that the graphical difference was going to be a lot bigger of a gap than what it really was. So I, I like the fact that. They apparently, and I'm I I know shit about hardware or, or you know development of, of video games, but from what it looks like, at least for now, you know we'll see if, if the gap widens and, and you know Series X pulls away, but there's a lot more parity, and in some cases, games that look and run slightly better on on PS Five. So it's at the very least, even if that if that doesn't stand throughout the rest of the console generation, it's still good to know that this this. Um, because you know, one of my biggest concerns was that okay, you know, it, are these games already going to plateau quick because of you know it, it's not that big of a leap from PS4 Pro and it, it definitely doesn't seem like that's the case at all. So I'm really I'm really glad for that and it, it gives me trust that they're going to have games that look and run good like Demon Souls, which looks beautiful, runs at 60 frames, it, it's it's butter. Yeah. Um, I, I also like the Dual Sense controller. That's a huge strength, and I think I think it's. I think Microsoft has already kind of been working on something to, to compete with that, and I'm not surprised at all, because the DualSense controller, and, and granted, not everybody loves it. I think Pablo's had a few occasions where it was a little, it was doing too much. Um,
0: yeah, but I, I would have to say, in terms of the staples of what makes PlayStation 5 great, that's one of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that, I mean, and, and no one gave a fuck about the controller until it started like circulating with people that had their hands on it. that yeah. like oh, wait a minute, this is actually really cool. So I like the fact that they reinvented the wheel and they, they got away from that familiar dual-shot format because I was getting really tired of it. I still hate that the, the analog sticks are horizontal and not off like like uh, like Xboxes, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, man, I lo- love the controller and I hope that third parties are more inspired to continue using it, especially if Microsoft does come with their own answer to that. Then... It, it, it's more likely that it's going to be used across the board, um, you know. So I'm really hoping for that, and the same goes for 3D audio, uh, which is it, it's good. It, you know, obviously, you know, Dolby Atmos and, and stuff like that is way better, uh, you know, as you would imagine. But the fact that they're again, they're taking chances and they're trying new stuff out um, really shows that they have been uh, quite forward thinking and 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 brave in that sense. And I think the last strike before I turn it over to you, Pablo, is uh, going back to IPs one more time. Uh, in terms of acquisitions, I think that they have been, even though I know it pisses you off, uh, but the the way that they've acquired certain game exclusivity um, has been smart from a business standpoint. So for instance, like, obviously the next Final Fantasy is exclusive to PS5 on console and, of course, PC. But, like, I, I, it's a smart move because Sony was like, we don't like all that you guys are doing over there, Square. Like we don't we don't need all that. You can yeah. keep your Kingdom Hearts two point eight divided by one, uh Dewey decimal system. <laughs> you know, beep boom beep Morse code, whatever you like, we don't need that. We'll we'll just take this and we'll pay you handsomely for this. And and I think that even though it's it's frustrating to see I know Pablo hates it, like when third when third party games <laughs> go exclusive, um and and it's not on a like a, a total acquisition level, uh it can be annoying, but it is it is, very, it is very smart on their part to do that. Uh, like Final the Fantasy Plus, Remake. Plus yeah. So it's, it's good use of their money. Um, so you can always count on if, if they're paying for it. And we kind of alluded to this when we talked about the last episode when they were kind of trying to acquire Starfield in that they must have seen something really interesting about that game to want to lock that in before everything happened with Microsoft. I think that they have that eye for stuff like that and, and are are not afraid to go after it and say, We'll we'll pay you plenty of, of currency for that. Uh, so I, I love that they do that. What do you think about their strengths?
0: Yeah, I mean I agree mean, with those strengths. I mean they're really hard to argue against that. Uh I, 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 I think that dual sense is 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 a pillar of of what the system is gonna be and, and I, I I I thought at first it'd be gimmicky and, and it's not I mean it can be. I'm sure there's gonna be people who don't know how to you know develop for it correctly and yeah. probably not use it and probably it might end up being gimmicky in some uh, aspects but i think for the most part the way it's being used is pretty interesting i mean even i, I turn it off in call of duty multiplayer uh because of the i hate having the uh, i like the rumble and all that but i yeah. hate having the, the the triggers being feel you know, the pressure yeah on. i don't i I, especially when I'm playing, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that at a competitive level but it's really cool the way you you press it and you feel it, and when you shoot it, it's not like it's not like other controllers where it vibrates. There actually is a tension, a real tension, right. when you pull, and it changes depending on the gun itself. So right. yeah. you know, I, I think all those things are really interesting, and I think PlayStation has this uh, mindset of next gen means also next gen controller, like next gen, like like you said, they they're, they're taking these chances uh, with their hardware. I mean, that hard uh, you didn't mention it. Because it's not a positive, I guess. But the way the <laughs> system looks is absolutely doofy as well. Hold up, that's a wait.
1: I think that I think it's sexy. No,
0: that's so horrible. Like I, I see every time I look at it, I'm like, Ugh. because it's so big and it's like, mm. I mean, it's just it takes up a lot of space. But ultimately, you know, you stop looking at those things. They go under a desk or a uh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's not. It's not really a tech. You forget
1: anymore. about it after yeah. a while.
0: But um, yeah, and, and, and so. You know, I and one thing that they have, and you said, is those IPs they have a studio proven pedigree, and they're it, it, there's gonna be it's gonna be very, very hard uh, for them to, to fuck up a god of war, 2, right? You know, those those things are, and again, I know it kind of contradicted myself with the short sure things, but some of those things seem like they're gonna be pretty much sure things, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, those studios are, are they know what they're doing, uh, and I'd be shocked if any of those games suck, so yeah. you know. All those things. I, I'm an owner of a PlayStation Five. I love the hell out of my PlayStation Five, I, I, but I have some negative, you know, some takeaways, and 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 with that comes just, you know, there are certain things that the system doesn't have that may not seem individually like a big deal, but collectively, I feel like it's a sign of something happening with. The software of the system. There's something going there where they 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 aren't quite as uh, stage ready as the Xbox Series X is. Okay, and and, and by that I mean uh, the, the 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 non-support of VRR, which uh, variable refre- uh, uh, refresh rate. Uh, the not support of the 1440p resolution, which in 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 place goes with the variable refresh rate, which in place goes with 8K, mm. um, which it's literally on the box. Right. Because if you look at the box, it says 8K. But right now, as it stands, 8K is mm. not possible on the system because it doesn't have the ability uh it doesn't even have 2.1 full support and doesn't have the ability to refresh the rate and 1440p yeah. what that does is if you go from 4k uh to 1440 the, the the difference in that is not as significant when you're trying to uh stabilize the uh mm-hmm. the the frame rate so there's a lot of things like that as a whole where, where it kind of like hmm, what's going on there and then the 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 weird ssd Thing, where hey, Xbox got shitted on for the Seagate <laughs> little thing. Yeah, oh, at least it works, right? At least they have that option. The SSD is not available to upgrade right now. Uh, they said that in the future, coming soon. It's
1: coming. I think they said in the next couple months. Yeah, that's
0: what they said. And and then there comes there's, there's reports coming out saying one of the reasons that they don't have it out is because. There's an issue with the actual slot where it doesn't have a heat refractor. So the fan is a software upgrade. it they're gonna have to speed up the fan, which could yeah. ultimately lead up to a noise in your system. So there are little things like that. When you start kind of adding them up, you're like, okay, so you know what's what's happening here? Why why isn't this ready? Mm-hmm. Like. I tell people, we had this conversation, people are like, well, 1440p's not a big deal. And you're right, but the fact that it just not, it just flat out doesn't support it, is super weird. Yeah,
1: it's, it's like, like only like if it's scaled, and yeah, it's it's this weird scaling, scaling thing. Scaling is the thing, but yeah. it's like native yeah. It, yeah.
0: And, and it's like, this system does 4K, okay? Mm-hmm. And it does it well. Um, but I, I struggle with, with, with what this means, and in the future, going forward, mm-hmm. Games are going to be more powerful. Games are going to require more, um, you know, power from these systems. Xbox seems to be ready for that, right? and PlayStation Five, for the most part, like you said, also seems to be ready.
1: Yeah, for the most part.
0: But there are things like that that I wonder if there's a bigger thing at play in terms with the software itself. Is why would why would you up why would you talk about an SSD and not have it up? Mm-hmm. Why would you not have 4 c 4K P support? Why would you have 8K on the box? But not be AK AK ready to go yeah. off the box, right? Yeah, uh, it's, it's almost
1: just, like it's like it's it's like a Jenga console. Like yeah, it, yeah. it has to be because if you pull one thing out, like it's it's going to completely fall apart. You try to yeah. add one thing on top of it, it's not going to work a certain way or be stable enough. Yeah. It's, it's it's really weird. Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree. It's certain,
0: it, it, let's say that the fan gets upgraded; it's like loud as hell, and I'm, I'm having nightmares uh, <laughs> on my PlayStation uh, Pro for Pro, 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 Pro where it was literally taken off.
1: You mine know? was yeah. mine was peaceful Yeah, mine yeah, was yeah. zenful
0: no, mine was loud and a lot of people that, are, and, that have and, 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 you're, you're the exception as a matter of fact you're the only person I know that had a pro that didn't have an issue with the way that that mother, motherfucker sounded. it's just <laughs> crazy but it's little things like that where I, I think that uh, if they're upgraded correctly and everything is done correctly mm-hmm. this is going to be a total non-issue but I can only judge the console on what is currently available to me yeah uh, again I am an owner of a PlayStation Five. I've owned every PlayStation console since the two, and and if I didn't know it, Marco had it, so good. Yeah. And it was, uh, and <laughs> it was um, I, I was a supporter of them. Uh, I think that they had a misstep with PlayStation Three. They they mm-hmm. totally uh, came back with the four, and with the five, I feel like they're somewhere in between with messaging. Where mm-hmm. they got a great system, but they're still kind of like we Sony,
1: what's up? I was just about to... I don't want to cut you off. You got, you got more, <laughs> cause I, cause the first thing on my list is literally being kind of dickish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I think Sony... In, really, I, I think all three of these companies have had essentially turns where they were the douchebag of the generation. And Sony's PlayStation 4 debut was very pro-consumer oh, you know, we're not like Xbox One. Here's how you share a game. And they pass a literal yeah. case of, of, of a game to one person. Like, Shoo, they were and, all and, about that. Yeah, yeah. And and slowly but surely, though, they got a little bit more douchey, up. a little bit more douchey. And, it, and, and as they were pulling away, getting the lead, you know, being the, the, the one of the top consoles, um, you know, one of the best selling, somewhere along the way, they got a little... Up their own asses. And so things like crossplay became issues, and they were very hard headed about that. And I think they still kind of are to, to, yeah, to an extent. Um, so, it, you know, they, they've always had that little hint of arrogance to them. And, and in some ways, I like it because, you know, a lot like Nintendo, excuse me, a lot like Nintendo, they, they practice what they preach uh, most of the time. Yeah. But it also tends to, to be something that always comes around again. And so the the biggest weakness to me, far and away, beyond the things that are kind of off and quirky about the hardware and so on, is really making sure that they don't become the the douchebag of the generation. They were that way with the PlayStation Three. They they, they mopped it up with you know the PlayStation Four, and then got a little a little ugly I, again. I
0: think that they are. Their true nature is dickish. That's yeah, just, and, and I don't know if that's a cultural cultural thing or whatever it may be. And I think PlayStation 4 was kind of like them, like, hey, sorry, guys. Yeah, that they was go,
1: almost the most modest I've seen them. Or most sure. like, I mean, you they know, undercut
0: the pricing. Yeah, before. yeah. They did it. Very, they, were, they were literally what Xbox was doing now, yeah. short of the Game Pass. Yeah. So, which brings me to my next question for you. Okay. Um, when companies game when they innovate and they make something new they create something that is going to be pushed forward and and games will adapt a certain feature companies will adapt a certain hardware feature yeah is game pass an essential feature that sony's gonna have to eventually do something about it not 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 necessarily in a a one-for-one but something close and, and they've kind of started doing a little bit with with uh, putting a
1: little bit more behind the now stuff
0: yeah with Play- yeah with playstation plus because and in the, the plus, plus yeah, collection yeah, yeah, too they yeah, yeah. they least a few of the uh, of new games Marquette yeah. recently yep uh what's the other one the, they, had,
1: they put control out
0: yeah what i'm talking about oh you mean uh, the, they, they, uh, oh Bud okay snacks. i i see what yeah, Marquette, yeah. Snacks. Uh, what's the one with the uh the people that little beans that fall uh,
1: the beans that fall.
0: Ultimately, the, the falling, the, the, the that's, called, that's
1: called Joe Rogan DMT. <laughs> <laughs> no, the things that the, the,
0: the, you're running ultimate, uh,
1: dude. The, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Sorry, Got yeah. it. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, so Fall Guys day <laughs>
1: Wait a minute. The beans
0: they, that's that fell. Beans. beans. Oh, I, yeah. okay. That's news to me. So, okay. um, <laughs> and then and then uh, in April they're gonna release. Um, Soulstream, yes, yeah, so yes. and that's going to be the end date as well. Yeah, so they're kind of doing it, but do you think that an absent of a Game Pass esque thing on the PlayStation Five will that hurt them in the long run? Because, I mean, before we start recording, there's a, a, a pretty much confirmed rumor that Outriders, third party game, is going to come out on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Day to day, so is it is is the not having that is that going to affect PlayStation in the future?
1: I think it is. Um now, I don't think it is right away cuz I think right. I think their their fan base um and I'm not saying we because part of me is like I don't want to be associated with some of these people that are on Twitter, but like the the can do no wrong audience thinks that like they've come up with these like weird rational, rationalizations about well, I would rather own my game or I would rather... um, What's the other thing they usually say? Um, I'm blanking out. But like... One of the
0: things that I hear them say a lot is oh, because it's free the quality of the game. Yeah, like
1: shut the fuck up. Like, (laughs) honestly, like, I'm tired of people... Now look, I don't think... I'll say this and you might like go, what the fuck? But I literally don't think that Game Pass is for everybody because I do think that there's people who are just hardcore enough to buy every game on day one and not want j- to wait for the just in case it comes out on game pass thing. Um, obviously doesn't apply to first parties, but like, right. you know, and some people do genuinely want their hard copy of a game.
0: Well, I'm that way too. Yeah. I, 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 I game passes for first party games and maybe games that I missed. Exactly. If, I'm not, I, if there's a game that's out on Xbox, you're not
1: gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna
0: wait for, maybe this will come on. Our next exactly. Xbox, so game pass,
1: no. yeah. So we're not saying it's one size fits all per se, but it's one size fits most. And I yeah. think that eventually it's, Microsoft, I think, not to jump back to them again, but I think they're gonna try to make it Did look everything. so lopsided. Yeah. Like, we're. I think that's gonna be their biggest focus beyond just you know acquisitions and stuff. They're they're gonna really drive it home that like you know Game Pass is that shit. Yeah. And eventually, I don't care how much you love God of War, I don't care how much you love, uh, you know all like Horizon and all that shit. It's you're gonna start looking at, at Microsoft and going, damn. <laughs> that's yeah. you know what I mean so I do think it, it could hurt them I, I don't think it's going to stop consoles from being sold but I do think people are going to be like damn Sony you, I mean you couldn't come up with something more than, than what you're doing right now Like, and I get it they're in a position right now again and it's the dickish side of them where they know they're kind of like the most popular thing yeah. between, between them and Microsoft so they don't have to do really any of this because people are still buying the consoles um, people are still buying their games and they're doing Perfectly fine, um, but eventually, like value proposition is is undeniable, Absolutely. and even if it's not right away, damn sure down the line. Um, so I do think that you know it, it is gonna it is gonna run the risk of, of putting a dent in their uh, their armor.
0: So and, and I know we still have to go back to Xbox. One thing we didn't even mention on Xbox is the the S, like specifically the, yeah. that they have that uh, that option there. But um, you know, I I I look at what sony did with the playstation 5 digital
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's the same console for everybody yeah. you know uh so i mean yes is a good idea but i don't think that you know uh, comparatively speaking i don't think that that's, that's a that's a win you know no so no no i'd rather yeah. have a, a a digital edition if i needed to pay less than have a literally a uh, lesser system right you know? exactly yeah um yeah one thing that I'll, I'll ask, and this is just kind of me looking at specs here. Uh, one of the things that uh, people talked about the PlayStation Five is the incredible SSD and the loading. Mm-hmm. Uh, about uh, here's something that I've run into. I know the loading's fast, mm-hmm. but I don't think about it anymore. It's not like I go, "Whoa, shit!" You see how that's loading? <laughs> Let me get my time
1: around my phone. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, so going into this, and I've and I've and, I've, and prior podcasts I've been on I've had the argument it's like that doesn't mean anything because when you look at the differences between the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X it's
1: very minuscule
0: percentage wise it's like 25 percent. whoa mm-hmm. but really that means 1.5 1.8 2.2 seconds depending on, on the length yeah. of the, the so that's another not, it's not a takeaway from PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. because they have that but in terms of like the just the the zeitgeist of the system right how people think about it that was the huge talking point—the thing that this, this is what over on the place on the Xbox—and I don't even yeah. think about it. And then when I turn on Call of Duty, it don't fucking matter how long it takes to load. I still have to wait the damn system to connect. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: so. yeah, I agree. I, what I, what I will say though is, I think a game like Ratchet and Clank is going to be a big, big test of what, what this really means beyond 100%. just a loading screen, like. When you can load in all new levels that quick, and, and it, it's built into the the way the game is yeah. structured and designed, that's what I'm more intrigued about. Loading times being fast, like it, trust me, I love that, I'm, and I'm spoiled on it already. But like, right. you know, like you said, it's not it's not across the board, and and, and after a while, it just becomes kind of okay, fine. Oh, my
0: wife over, hey Brian, come see fast loads. Yeah, I agree. Here's yeah. the thing with that, with Ratchet and Clank, I feel like that has to be. Spect- that doesn't have to be but I feel like if they really want to showcase what the system can do it ha—it can't be some weird thing where they do it once or twice yeah you know what I mean no
1: it needs to be kind of like yeah like a huge portion of the game
0: yeah I think ultimately both these systems are just absolutely fucking fantastic yeah and, and, yeah. and, and console systems are really the consoles are really here to stay and, and yeah I totally agree. And and people have talked about oh, PC, all that. But I've I've seen people, and I've even seen videos, YouTube videos, of people trying to build a PlayStation Five or Xbox equivalent, right? And they can't do it for the price.
1: Yeah, you can't. It's yeah. We're finally at a point where we that that master race shit people talk about, like it's it's cute and all, and and it's still true. Obviously, you can build a super crazy machine if you'd like, but you know the convenience factor of having something this powerful at this price point is pretty incredible overall. Um, So yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five um, are, when you really think about it, and, and of course like inflation and just you know the economy, like to come at those prices, absolutely is just absurd. So yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I think that was our our next gen console or current gen console for Switch, uh, Taylor the tape. So break. Um, well, yeah, I yeah, I guess so. Yeah, uh, we we here, yeah. um, and we are also at the cooldown segment of the show um so you know as we said you know this this segment of the show after the big the big talk the big checkpoint chat is is something a little bit you know maybe a little gaming related but just a little bit more of you an know, easygoing or you know just a, a, a more chill topic that we can kind of you know talk through and and today's topic for the cool down is is there such a thing as being too nerdy pablo why or or, or why not what do you think
0: see i i think um as a whole I think that you can love whatever you want mm-hmm. to a very deep level even if it's weird but that's not my issue with it my issue is that geek culture nerd culture has increasingly become so mainstream
1: yeah right?
0: that it's like food nerd
1: Oh God! Yeah, uh,
0: you know st- that—that's the stuff. So I, I i think that you can be too nerdy in that when you look at it from that cultural standpoint, where it's like I'm a nerd because I'm wearing these glasses. Yeah, this the shirt. Have I have a
1: tattoo of this on my you know, arm. Hey, a <laughs> <laughs> tattoo, for you, man. Yeah, he's mad. He's mad. Not, uh,
0: but um, yeah. So is yeah. I think that there is such a thing, but in, in in that way where uh. Just back in the day, if you were able to nerd, Mm -hmm. that was negative, right? It was like, you're in your mom's
1: basement and you're never going to get laid.
0: Yeah, you love video games and and, and all that stuff. I I think now that's all changed. I think it's the opposite, right? Everybody wants to be a nerd. Mm -hmm. The the jock, the whoever, whatever labels you want to put on people, ultimately what they want to do is is they want to be super – Hardcore about a thing, mm-hmm. and that's their nerdism, right? Their their geekdom, yeah. Like, is that? And I feel like, and I'm, maybe i mean elitist with the word nerd, but I feel like there are certain the negativity that it was associated with turned that into a positive, right? Mm-hmm. I love video games. I, I love wrestling, right? I, I love yeah. I, like the, I love the the cinematography of a film, shit like that. Like getting really into that bullshit, like that. That's the kind of nerd shit that I like. Yeah. Uh, but then when you start taking it to different kind of weird places, when you make, you know,
1: making your own championship belts out of out of paper. Yeah. At, in
0: 1994. No, that's cool too. That. Okay. You make it like a lasagna, and you're like, I'm a lasagna nerd, or some oh, dumb God. shit like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's just shit like that that really irks me, um, and, and it really is. And it really is just kind of like is it like
1: appropriation in a way.
0: I I feel, you know, I don't know, but appropriation is more or less, uh, you know, racially. Well,
1: I know that, but I mean.
0: I, I think, yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, I think being a geek then, loving video games then, I've never had a problem with being called that, like, in terms of, oh, you like video games? You're a nerd. Uh, like shit like that, like wearing that, I wore a badge of honor, you know, like, I never, I could never, I mean, there's not a moment in my life that I can, and, and, and specific to video games, because, you know, being a geek, a movie geek, or a movie nerd is a lot more uh, acceptable, right, mm-hmm. uh, than a video, at least then, not, I cannot remember one time ever that I denied that I liked video games, so I was like, no, man, I'll just, I'll, Titties. Like, yeah. I, like never, it was always like. I, I ain't gonna
1: lie. I played it down a little bit.
0: I never. It's like, I like titties and video games. Like, you yeah. know, I like Parasite. Then you get a little bit of both. <laughs> um, uh, so for me, but yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're taking what was once a thing that we suffered for almost. Yeah. Like, it, it, uh, you know, uh, socially. And now it's like, it's a thing. It's, the, mm-hmm. it's a photo opportunity on Instagram. Yeah so is there such thing as being too nerdy yeah and, the, and when you're when you, when you kind of almost take what that meant and make it something else mm-hmm. like football nerd like your jock. it doesn't make sense that's yeah. not what that barbecue means. It, nerd. for me being a nerd is i am a, a person that likes things that meant a lot of people don't yeah and i am very and not, i don't like it on the surface level i love it because video games have become uh, culturally accepted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody. It's games. part of culture now. Yeah. But I, 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 have conversations with people like, oh, you play video games? Oh yeah. Oh, I tell them, oh yeah. Like, oh, I want to get the PS Five. Oh, I have PS Five. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then they start talking about games, and you can tell, it's like, oh, I heard a rumor that Halo's coming to PlayStation. Like, <laughs> it's just, they're not, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, they, they don't know about, they don't know about exclusivity. exclusivity. And they that. don't know about games coming out. Yeah. And that's fine. I'm not they're like, haha you suck. It's not like that. It's more or mm-hmm. less like. I purposely inform myself mm-hmm. about video games. like I want to know and not and not to share with you and then obviously for the podcast album, right. I just want to be in the know of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, when you take something else that's like, <laughs> like you, you like certain type of girls like I'm a Latin girl for a nerd. like it's like, like wow, you know, it's like it's just really such bullshit uh, permeating. The, the entire uh, uh, side dice of, of, of nerdism that yeah. I mean, yeah that's what that's my problem gotcha
1: me. yeah for me I, I I have a bit of a different angle on it but I, I do think that there is definitively such a thing as being too nerdy because I, I've seen and, and I'm gonna actually kind of I'm gonna stick myself out here as an example of, of, of younger me um, I have seen in, in myself in the past and in others where being a, a, a nerd about something was was not kept in, in in proper balance, and it becomes such a life-consuming obsession that you you start to shut in and not be able to function in in you know regular day-to-day life or society. Um, one of my biggest problems when I was younger, and this is probably around high school, uh, even even part of college to to an extent, was I was a very very shy kid. Mm -hmm. um i was not the popular kid i was you know there was a popular marco and then there was an unpopular marco i was the latter Mm -hmm. and and i just wasn't that guy that was really confident enough to 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 talk to girls or to build my friendship circle i had friends but i had a very small little ragtag group of friends who were kind of a lot like me um and that made me feel comfortable because we were all kind of the same shy and bashful type that really um you know almost you know with like Social anxiety, in a way, Um, and and I think that you know, and and obviously, I don't want to dive into the mental health pool here because that's a lot. But
0: but but, but even then, and and I know this to be true that geek engagement itself is some call it a grandiose expression of uh, narcissism Mm. uh, and and, uh, nepotism, like yeah, because it's it's you're elevating the thing you love yeah to a, a level in which this is it like this is my shit and then with that comes a lot of things like you know you open yourself up to depression when somebody doesn't share that or 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 even looks upon like yeah relax dude like yeah yeah so you open yourself to that kind of thing then um yeah so i definitely you're right yeah
1: yeah i think i think for for a lot of people and again using myself as an example i I you know video games for a lot of people are escape I think we actually mentioned that in our last cooldown topic um, you know it, it can be that that place you go to um, you know when you, you just need to get away from things and, and but I think again it comes down to balance because if you're not balancing that properly, you're just gonna isolate yourself and just kind of drown yourself in in the thing that you love because it can't it, it can't fuck with you it can't make fun of you in school it can't you know, uh, laugh at you for asking, uh, you know, asking it out, uh, you know, college year, uh, two thousand three. Uh, <laughs> Wanda, um, <laughs> no, but I, I think, I think it, it's 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 really gonna be a thing where like I, I had to really push myself through it because I got so lost in in the comfort of having something I love that much that it made me really have a hard time. With basic stuff, I mean, I would shit a brick when I was up next in the drive thru to like give an order for like McDonald's. Like, I was that kid. Um, so you know, I,
0: I still, I still hate doing it. like I, I, I. Uh, I like guess we're getting we're going into. Uh, no go I, ahead, go like, ahead. <laughs> I, I, come across as a like a a, a uh, not confident, but how do you call it? Like uh, outspoken? outgoing. Oh, okay. Right, outspoken. Yes. Yeah. Sir, but I kind of outgoing, like oh, I just walk in, and. When I walk into a place that I don't know about, I'm talking to everybody. That is a fucking defense. Mm. That's a form of, that's like, hey, I'm I'm all, I'm alright, guys. I'm a, I'm i I'm I'm cool. Like yeah. you know, like and I just talk to everybody about all bullshit and I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. And then I leave and I'm like, those fucking people hated me. Yeah. And then my wife is like, Oh, they all love you. They said that you were great mm-hmm. and you were funny. I was like, No, they all hated me. Like that and I'm like that too. Like I will think about it two or three times before I do a drive thru Even today, I'll be like, really? I just don't want to engage with people, like, yeah. because I feel like I gotta be. I almost feel like I gotta be on, like, yeah. I gotta be. Hey, what's going on? It's like, relax. Yeah, like, I can't just be normal because I just whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's man. I I had to like I li- I literally um, my first job was at the restaurant my dad worked at, and I started off as a busser. and it was perfect for a shy kid like me. But I actually like. I made myself come out of my shell and be a server so that I had to talk to people. Somebody knew every single day. And if I hadn't have done that, I would have really, really struggled with basic social skills because yeah. look as corny as it sounds and it might, you know, make people laugh, but like video games were like my most trustworthy friend. Like the characters I, I was friend, befriending in those games For were sure. like, you know, like they're not going to do what people do out here. So I was kind of the opposite of you Were I don't walk into a new room and talk to everybody and make sure like, yeah. Hey, let, let everybody know I'm a great guy. I, I already thought, it's not gonna matter what I do. Yeah. so I had to kind of pull myself out of that and I, and I guess to kind of bring it back to the gaming side, I see people um and right. it, it, it's you know and I, I don't mean it in a, in, a, in a shitty way, but like you can see almost with like how they talk is is like video gaming like the diet like like yeah, they yeah. talk like characters sometimes and like they say things like, that I you can tell, like, that, where, like they, they, they kind of subconsciously grabbed that from something they played through osmosis over the years.
0: True. I have friends that I'm talking to, and all of a sudden they break down into some kind of like some Japanese yeah. animation. I'm like, wait, what?
1: Yeah, and, and they and they don't realize it. It's you know, it's it's again. I'm not trying to poo poo anybody, but it's it's something that I think again. It just comes down to balance at the end of the day. You can love what you love, but when it gets to a point where it's consuming you or it's taking you away from the ability to do basic things. Because, listen, I, I, I work in the management field at my job. I interview people who are um, creatives, so graphic designers, copywriters. And those types, you know, not the stereotype, but they tend to be a little bit more shy, a little bit more reserved, a little bit more of like the imagination run wild types. And I can't tell you how many times I've sat in front of a, of, of a person that, that's trembling and voice cracking shaking sweating like and and you can tell like you know they're probably great at what they do they're they're probably incredibly smart incredibly talented but you can see that side of them that has really struggled and and not to say that it's all well they must be a gamer but like there are a lot of people that are like that who you know you have to know how to kind of sustain yourself in life you know unfortunately not to give anyone like the you know you gotta kind of live live on your own and be able to take care of yourself. someday speech, but you, you kind of do, and you know, being able to to handle stuff like that, speaking in front of large groups, or you know, being able to conduct an interview without you know, completely sweating through yeah, yeah, your shirt, yeah. um, are things that you know if, if you're not really actively trying to push yourself um, yeah. to work on, you're gonna run into problems in your in your in your life.
0: One of the things about being a nerd geek. And one of the words that's usually associated with being that like an actual geeker is devotion Mm -hmm. and you can't really be devoted to a thing like let's just use video games for example without completely immersing yourself in that right Mm -hmm. and if you do that if you take up a long a lot lot of your life doing that the devotion for that everything else is going to fall by the wayside yeah like you know um for a long time and this for years, I had this obsession, and this is gonna come out corny, but with wrestling rumors.
1: Oh, I did too. Oh, no, that's so, not that's not corny.
0: I would I would I would have tabs. Me too. Open, and I would try to piece stories together. And I was I was, I'm, I'm I was at I had a job. I won't say the job that I was at. <laughs> I didn't do shit in that job because I spent my whole job all the time just oh, Dave Belcher said this. Okay. Yeah. And, and going through everything, and going through when social media came into play, it was, and, and I, I was barely watching the product. Oh, and I don't and, and
1: don't fuck around and see a surprise return. Oh, oh shit. my god! He's in the building. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they said they saw this guy. And I, I, and and when those things, I would watch, but I was barely watching the damn product. Yeah. I was just immersed in mm-hmm. like investigatory bullshit. Yeah. But I, I literally. The, the, it was a sales job. I didn't meet my quota, and I exactly. left before they that's, fired me. that's what yeah. I mean. It's stuff yeah. like
1: that. Yeah, yeah. You, you fucking not to say, yeah. um, but yeah. I mean that. That's what I mean, though. It, yeah. it can it can start to to bleed through in other areas of your life when it comes to your personal relationships, when it comes to your, you know, like, example like that. Professionalism. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, there's just a lot of damaging yeah. effects that it can have, and so I really encourage anybody. You know, and if if this is the least bit you. This was not a teardown. This was not me or or Pablo coming at you any kind of way. It's just I would just encourage anybody who feels like, you know, that they, they struggle with like, you know, social anxiety or things like that. You know, obviously I'm not a therapist, so don't don't come to me like that. But like it's it's more or less just, you know, try to find ways that don't you can be like that. Don't come to be like I'll fight your mama. <laughs> uh I'll battle rap your moms. Uh, <laughs> um But, you know, just just try to find little ways that you can you can kind of push through those those moments where you feel that crippling anxiety and in ways that you can kind of, you know, even if you still want to focus as much as you do on games, ways that you can kind of, you know, find social circles that you can break the ice with and, and, you know, come out of your shell with and, and be yourself with. So you can kind of know, in a sense, who you are beyond just what you love to do. Um, so that's that's my my food for thought for that but um, yeah, uh, anything else on your end or no that was good that yeah. was good that was a good little, little chit chat man um, but uh, you know before we go um, I, I, I want to talk to the listeners for a quick second um, yeah, sure. so you know you you obviously love us and, and I don't want to hear the <laughs> I don't know if I have feelings yet I, I don't want to hear that so don't don't play hard to get you're into us you're you like, like you're really yeah. into us like Ice cubes, shirts off, <laughs> a little Sade up in this thing. Like I know you. A little, uh, let the door uh, open. A little bit, a little bit of bruni. Um, so you know, if that's the case, then 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 my question is, what are we? Mm. Um, now wait, if, if you thought we meant something like a sex fueled relationship, <laughs> leave us alone, you you pig. Pablo, get my get my get my pepper spray. I'm it's it's in my purse over there. Can you grab <laughs> it? Right next to my whistle. Uh, no but it, but if you said, um, you know, I want to be your newest cooldown time downer. Uh, man, we, we couldn't be happier. So you know, subscribing to our show, uh, following us at cooldowntimepod on on Twitter and IG. And, and we even have our website up now uh, at cooldowntime.com. Um, following us on these sites and, and these and these socials would be quite dope. So uh, anyway, until next time, Thanks for tuning into the Cooldown Time Podcast. We're going to go do some other shit now. Hit Hit the music.